for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of Reforge Gaming News, talking about Call of Duty news. Blizzard Activision officially changing the direction of the game for annual releases, and I think this is going to be more impactful than maybe people think. Significant changes with respect to live service and how much Call of Duty impacts the industry. I'm going to make my case very briefly at the beginning of the stream, and then we discuss it for a pretty lengthy amount of time. We had a show this morning about Halo Master Chief Collection getting a huge update and what that means for Halo Infinite and why people might be frustrated with that. I am going to bring people over from that stream this morning. Make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button if you enjoy this type of content and discussions. Also, make sure if you ever don't see me live, check your sub feed and check my channel. YouTube has made some adjustments and you might not see my streams, but I stream every single day, Monday through Friday, and we greatly appreciate that. And don't forget, we have added membership incentives For those of you that are members or have ever considered doing members, an extra stream on Thursdays and the Friday night streams as well will be members only. This is a Reforge update. Call of Duty officially changing its strategy and plan for annual releases. Now being officially confirmed from Blizzard Activision, what does this mean? And are they afraid to use the word live service? If you like this type of content, hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss my uploads or check out Reforge Gaming where I streamed it live. So I want to break down everything. Okay, live service continues to spread is a big point I want to make. I also want to talk about how Call of Duty impacts the industry and this seems like everybody's gonna win but maybe not let's break this one down xfire.com had the following to say an activision blizzard spokesperson has apparently shared an internal company email detailing the publisher's plans to convert all u.s-based quality assurance testers to full-time employees the same email explains that call of duty has expanded and evolved with the game's development cycle going from an annual release to an always on model this would imply that activision blizzard is shifting its marquee shooters business model to focus on live service related content now many people are going to say it already is live service this doesn't seem like big news they're actually saying though the shift from annual release is because they want to be considered an always on model at the moment it's been a bit of a hybrid with annual releases continuing to come out while also supporting bolstering and keeping the always on live service warzone model trucking however they seem to want to avoid the term live service okay In the best light possible, though, X-Fire thinks the following. The changes will mean that all of Call of Duty development teams will have more time to polish their games, while further iterations of Warzone will also enjoy longer periods of support. The best case scenario is that we'll get to see more of 2019's Modern Warfare and fewer of what we got the past two years. Even if both Black Ops, Cold War, and Vanguard sold well, the consensus is that these two games were rushed out of the gate, much more so than previous entries so what does this mean if microsoft actually goes through with the activision of blizzard activision if they actually go through that acquisition are they going to be okay with this are they going to want this push is this in anticipation of that acquisition do they think that live service really needs to be the direction with fewer annual releases my opinion on this is that live service continues to spread I've really made strong predictions about live service becoming more of a norm for giant industry titles and 
Call of Duty is one of the biggest. So the fact that they're going in this direction is huge. But you can see the hesitancy to use the live service terminology, referring to it as an always-on game. You have to consider the impact that Call of Duty has had and continues to have on the industry. This will influence other major titles. Similarly to the way that I said that Assassin's Creed Infinity, or Infinite, or whatever they're calling it, moving towards a a live service style Assassin's Creed model as they're currently testing with AC Valhalla that will impact other action adventure games this means any battle royale in existence any shooter any arena shooter any game that wants to do ongoing sort of warzone style combat like they have in Call of Duty they're gonna take cues from COD now lastly Everybody wins, maybe. Okay, this could help with revenue and quality. It could. They could generate very healthy revenue with Warzone and increase both quality of that game as well as the quality of any releases that they have because they're going to stretch them out and not have them releasing every single year. But it could also turn into a big problem. They could dilute themselves into a mobile game-esque cash cow that really doesn't feel like the same game anymore. They could lose their soul in the process. Rumors are also circling about subservices and fees coming. Doing a subscription based model in light of what we just read and what they're saying, that could also be problematic for people who love the title and don't want to see it go down that route. What do you think? Let me know in the comments below or head over to Reforge Gaming to give me your feedback. As always, hit subscribe to the bell button and I'll see you in the next one. And I'll see the rest of you right now. What do you think of this? Call of Duty is... A big name and being one of the biggest names in the industry suddenly saying all boom we're going to live service we're not doing annual releases anymore could have a significant impact both on that game obviously as well as any other game in that vein uh, or in that type right let's see what people have to say the Russ YouTuber I've been sub to for years had his YouTube account hacked. Most of the content is gone uh, and is live streaming a crypto scam. Oh, golly. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to click on sketchy links. Is the stream froze for anyone else's DTOM? Weird. Redirect took me to a past broadcast. It usually works. Not for me. Took me a while to notice, says Telorn. Uh, I'm happy COD will stop releasing yearly. Okay, so Robert says, I'm happy that it w- they're going to stop releasing yearly. It's not good for the games. I'm sure it was very profitable. Why give up that annual 60? R- that's a great question, Zubair. I would have to say, it's got to be related to the performance of Vanguard. How well did it did for them commercially? How well did it do for them with respect to you know community response, consumer confidence? Uh, you know, Did it hurt Warzone? Right? Because think about it. They had a bad annual release and the updates they did to Warzone were not well received. They got hit from both sides and it likely had to do with the fact that they were doing too much. Like you, if you're going to do this and do it well, you, you got to be really, really careful to, to not essentially, as I said, that's one of the reasons I said they could dilute themselves into like basically a mobile game. Right? If they just if they just suddenly are like, well, we're not doing annual releases anymore. All that matters is Warzone. Well, and and they're considering doing subservices, like the thing that uh, what Fortnite does, the the crew or whatever it's called. A lot of that's starting to feel like mobile game stuff. Like I was just monetized the heckin' back, which Fortnite gets away with it because of their because of their their size. The question is, can Call of Duty do the same? 
I just call I just hope Call of Duty hits Game Pass this year, says Jason. Is it five million a day? Yeah, Warzone Warzone generates an obscene amount of money every single day. Just an obscene amount of revenue. So they know that that's where they need to put their their focus. And I would think somebody somewhere made the conclusion and said, listen, Warzone is undeniably our cash cow and the launch of Vanguard hurt hurt Warzone. And we can't have that, right? Swade says, not surprised at all. I feel they've been trending this way for a while. Personally, I haven't cared about Call of Duty in a while. They only managed to do annually by rotating through two or three studios anyway. Yeah, which leads to like huge identity shifts and swings. The games feel very different. You know, they're they're all over the place with respect to quality, style, combat, the weapons. You end up with like factions of fans. You know, people took a look at at Vanguard and they're like, it's a bunch of old weapons. I don't want to play that, right? And then they, they basically shrug at it. What do people spend on in Warzone? Uh, the battle pass and cosmetics. Yeah. All those cosmetics in the battle pass is a huge, huge moneymaker. They basically copied the Fortnite model. I mean, if we're going to be honest, they basically said, hey, here's a huge, gigantic, you know, free-to-play battle royale, and we got skins and weapon blueprints and the battle pass, and, you know, you can do the same thing in Warzone, can you not, that you can do in Fortnite? Can you, like, speed up your, uh, your battle pass progression? Is that, like, a thing you can do? billions of dollars yeah new stream let's smash the like button yeah guys make sure you're on live chat we did a redirect and we're in a new stream so make sure you're not on top chat it doesn't work very well and then make sure you smash that thumbs up button let's get the first 100 likes on the video here uh haven't been able to watch you lono for over a month uh for moving and getting a job off today though so i get to watch hey thanks for being here uh we've been having some issues with people not being able to find the streams but it seems like some of that has been resolved today uh i am showing on the mobile better than i was yesterday i'm in the feed and the live overlay and all that's exactly as it should be um so that's it that's encouraging uh, I actually want to see, did they adjust the live? So right now, if you use YouTube on mobile, you'll notice now the avatar says live. And like yesterday, it was kind of glitching out. And I think they may have rectified some of those glitches that were happening. It was kind of confusing uh, to people if they were uh, scrolling through their sub feed because it makes it look like every video is live. I think they need to update that. So hopefully we uh, continue to see people coming in uh, and enjoying their time and enjoying the shows. Uh, and all the different topics that we cover. Yeah, YouTube had some problems yesterday. If you had any issues yesterday, we also had a great Reforged Radio episode. You might have missed it. We covered the Johnny Depp court case. We don't talk about serious stuff like that here. You might have missed it because YouTube was being real crazy. This afternoon, we're going over there to talk about the don't say bills uh, that are starting to pass in more states. And again, we don't talk about that stuff here. I re-downloaded Fortnite last night for the first time in a long time. I can't believe the amount of different modes you can play now. Yeah, yeah. For those of you that don't know, we do a a once a month community game night. It's going to be on April 22nd. Uh, Every Friday night I stream with my wife, but once a month we're going to do a community game night. And this month we're doing Fortnite no-build squads. Uh, That is members only, so consider clicking the join button or using the join command in our chat. Or there's a join link in the description below. Uh, SDO says Warzone was a game changer in the height of global lockdown Activision could not have timed it better I still hold it down as the best battle royale 
ever. My opinion only, of course. I was actually really, really impressed that they did the plunder mode and it worked so well. It, like, it didn't feel like a traditional BR. Right? It didn't feel like a traditional BR. You could jump in, you could get the money, you could get a sense of progress, and you could keep diving back in and get revenge if you want. So, I, I actually think they did a really good job. I remember the first time I played Call of Duty Warzone Plunder, I said, this is exactly how Battle Royale should iterate on itself. Right? do it on the 29th no we're not doing it on the 29th there's some Wii sports thing coming out that my wife and I are going to play because it will likely be hysterical to watch her and I play that so we're going to be playing that instead interesting discussion on radio yesterday a lot I didn't know yeah yeah you guys are going to want to hear my wife's thoughts on that on Friday she's been doing a lot of research and following a lot of the people covering that case she's like I'm doing my research for Friday it was like the cutest thing I think ever <laughs> I was like oh I was like that's great it's gonna be fun uh, you only enjoyed it because I gave you balloons look man the bills are awesome the, the bills the balloons are awesome they are um, I know that's not what it's called Jason but that's what everybody knows it as so I have to use the colloquialism I'm gonna get preached at all day today I bet over there about that's not what it's called I, I know I know I'm a YouTuber I gotta use the common the, you know I gotta use the buzzword that's gonna get people to you know know what I'm talking about the new mode where you can respawn as long as a squad member is alive really adds the team deathmatch feeling to the BR formula which is also nice right that's a significant call of duty identity stamp too to say hey yes it's a battle royale like if you're gonna play call of duty warzone yes it's a battle royale but it still needs to feel like call of duty it needs to have this sense of one of the main things that I think drove me and many people away from Battle Royales for a really long time, PUBG being the one that used to irritate me the most, it was this idea that like you would spend a disproportionate amount of time preparing, looting, whatever, and then the removal from the game was so immediate and so unpreventable it seemed it was like okay I ran all the way over here and I did this and some guy hiding in a room like got you know hiding inside a room hiding inside a building whatever hiding in a bush got me killed me right and I think that's part of the problem and I think that's something that Fortnite really pushed against I think it's something that Apex really pushed against because Apex had the, the reboot cards before anybody else did and I think it's something now that Warzone's starting to consider is can we have more regular modes that allow people to jump back in as opposed to feeling like this sense of well that's it I spent all that time for basically nothing right I think Fortnite has overswung personally with the bots and the number of NPCs and initiatives and stuff on the map, I think they have overswung, and I think Warzone has done. I, in my mind, I feel like Warzone has done better, uh, better iterations on the battle royale. Um, yeah, make sure you're there this afternoon, Techno. I want to hear from people on it. Um, so, guys, save all your comments. That's why we have Reforge Radio, so Reforge Gaming doesn't get hijacked about it. Let's do a poll. Uh, right now and say Call of Duty news Um, no more annual releases good or bad news is this good news or bad news right 
Is it good news or bad news? And if you think it's bad news, I want to know why you think that. Call of Duty news. No more annual releases. Good news or bad news? Where do you land on this? We need four more likes for the first 100 likes. Smash that like button. Uh, Oh, it's, it's a new mode called Resurgence. How many people right now are actively playing Warzone on a regular basis? Because Cryptid Readings is saying Warzone is crap. So how many of you are regularly uh, are, are, are logging in and playing Warzone at least once a week, right? I agree. I think Warzone was overall a bit more of a serious game than compared to other Battle Royale games. I don't play Warzone anymore, but a few years it was incredible and it felt really fresh. Oh, Resurgence is the old mode. Hilly says, COD just needs to add a building mode. It's obvious. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it needs. That's really what Call of Duty needs. I mean, it needs needs a building mode. I mean, Fortnite took the building mode out, right? So, you know, now Call of Duty can really capitalize and, uh, you know, and, and and really pull that in. Fozzie says, I do one to two times every couple of weeks. Suede says, I think it's good for COD. It could be good for Madden ETC. I'm not sold about Assassin's Creed as a live service, though. Jason says, you think Call of Duty skipping next year is a move by Microsoft uh, or Activision to keep it off of PlayStation 5? I don't know. So you, I actually didn't consider that. So you think there's a potential, you know, conspiracy theory forming here that Blizzard Activision pushed for this in the acquisition agreement saying, listen, skip next year. That way it can't hit PlayStation. And then that way, when it comes out in 2024, we'll only have it on our platform. I don't think there's a world where COD skips PlayStation though. I don't think so. I think they confirmed that it'll always stay on that on that platform. It makes so much money there. I don't think that's a, I don't think that theory has has legs. I think it trips on itself pretty quickly. I don't even have Call of Duty Warzone says Dustin. Call of Duty really does need an RPG mode. What an RPG mode? Oh, wait, just like rockets? It's confirmed coming on PS5. Have we ever had a 100-0 poll? No. Not for very long, Zubair. We had it. We had it one day for maybe a minute, and somebody ruined it <laughs> immediately. Immediately, it was. We had one one day where we got like twenty or thirty votes, and it was a hundred percent to zero. S- somebody ruins it. It doesn't take long. Swade says, "I don't think so. Too much potential profit." Kill you says, "Too much cheating on PC on Warzone, and I don't know if you can turn off crossplay for it." No, I don't think you can turn off crossplay. I don't think you can. Um, yeah. Microsoft said that they would honor the contract. Then they said, we would like to keep it on PS5. PlayStation is the biggest revenue generator for Call of Duty. Yeah, I can't see them doing that because Microsoft would literally be making money from the Sony fan base. Why would you not do that? It's not, it's not, it's not the kind of game that's moving consoles. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. Call of Duty is not moving consoles. It isn't. No way. You will never convince me that game's moving consoles. Not at this point in its life cycle. It, it's free. No one turns on crossplay unless you're cheating. If MLB The Show is on Microsoft, there's no way COD won't be on PS5. K. Smitty says, I play almost every day. I have over 200 wins. The game desperately needs to move to a new application. They do the best with what they can, but Warzone 2 in 2023 will blow up and be huge. 
Yeah, I saw Dr. Disrespect saying he thinks Warzone 2 is just going to come out randomly and surprise everybody. He, he, I, I saw him talking about that. He's like, he's like, you know what I think they're going to do? He's like, I think they're just going to shove it out all of a sudden. It's got Warzone 2 next month. Boom, here it is. That's what he was saying. Obviously, the two time is, you know, yeah, he's probably, a lot of times he's just, he's just peacocking and being silly, but that's what he said. You have to address cheating before anything else as decrucedes. Jason Mack says, 250 Series S bundled with Call of Duty would move consoles. Why do you have to bundle it with Call of Duty? Oh, you mean when they finally do an annual release? Oh, maybe. Maybe. I've never seen a cheater yet after years on uh, on Xbox on PC. In my lobbies, at least. Well, yeah, it depends on the level that you play at. I mean, you say you play every day and you have over 200 wins. I don't know how you're not seeing cheaters. You should be in lobbies where they show up. You're not if you're if you're if your stats are are in that hemisphere, I would imagine that you're running into cheaters sometimes. They did address cheating, they created an anti cheat. Yeah, but we've seen plenty of people showing and claiming that like it didn't it didn't actually get it didn't actually help. They're still around. Right? I don't know. Oh. Ouch. Microsoft would also look to have Xbox Game Pass on the PlayStation Network. Yeah, I don't think that will ever happen. I don't think that will ever happen. Not a chance. I know people want that to happen, or they think it could happen. Didn't people say similar things about the Switch? Like, getting getting Game Pass on the Switch? No, I don't think so, man. No way. Do they, have, do they separate mouse and keyboard lobbies? Fortnite doesn't, and it's dadgum infuriating. I don't want to play against controller players, ever, unless I choose to. If I choose to co- combine my lobby, fine. But if I'm mouse and keyboard, I don't ever want to play against a controller player in Fortnite. No. Uh-uh. Nope. No thanks. I'd rather periodically run into a god that dances circles around me with his mouse and his keyboard than play a dadgum controller player. Halo Infinite does in ranked. It doesn't work like that. There are tons of cheaters uh, in streamers' games. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they've really, I don't think they've successfully stopped cheating in Call of Duty to any significant degree. I mean, I don't know. Let's look at the poll results here. All right, Call of Duty news: No more annual releases. Is this good or bad news? Already almost a hundred votes. Strong, strong vote push already. Ninety-five percent are like this is good news. If you think it's bad news, I want to hear from you. Why? Tell me in chat. You might have to hit subscribe to do that. And let us know what you think. The anti-cheat only address certain cheating mechanisms, says Decrucedes. That area is constantly evolving, and new cheats seem to skirt the software they implemented. I don't play anymore due to it. Yo, what's good, Sven? I'll never understand the new wave of controller better than keyboard and mouse. It's not better. It throws off time to kill because of aim assist. It creates, it creates very, very strange things. Unpredictable. I'm dead. What? It's, I'm telling you, it's not... I think people hear the debate and they misunderstand. I'm not saying that you're like misunderstanding, but I do think oftentimes it's misunderstood. Oh, you're saying controller's better? No, I'm saying controller creates these really frustrating, stupid instances, and I don't want to have to deal with it. 
right? I'd rather have somebody dance around me with mouse and keyboard than get aim assisted. I just, that's, I, I, that's just my preference, you know? I, I would rather die to somebody that clearly outplayed me than a guy who, you know, magnet bullets my head. I, I don't know. Uh, even if they have anti-cheat, people will still be able to play, says K. Smitty. They'll be able to play a few games before getting banned. They seem to indicate that that was the number one problem with cheating was that people just keep jumping back in. Kill You says, maybe I got unlucky, but during the time Lona was doing Shoutcast for Warzone, I decided to download it. I played a few good matches, then I got three straight lobbies with cheaters. No, yeah, back then, especially Kill You, when we were doing the split-screen Shoutcasting in January, there was tons of complaints about cheating back then. I don't know if they've cleaned it up since, but it was bad. I don't know where you guys get this controller is God argument. I get bodied by mouse and keyboard every night. And if you're playing with a controller in a game that offers mouse and keyboard support, I would expect you to get bodied by mouse and keyboard. It's faster. Target acquisition is quicker. Aiming is aiming is more precise. There's flick aiming like it should like I don't uh, it's it's acceptable, I think. But you shouldn't have to play against a mouse and keyboard player if you don't want to. I think separate mouse and keyboard lobbies would be more important than anti-cheat. I think it's bad news. Okay, so Strider thinks that the, the Call of Duty news, that they're not doing annual releases anymore, is bad news. I only play the campaigns, and there won't be any if live service. How many people agree with Strider, or at least play like Strider does? Do you guys play the campaigns anymore? Creature says, it's overcompensation for balance against mouse and keyboard with aim assist. Controller is God in Halo. Yeah, it kind of should be though, right? I mean, it, it, <laughs> it's a it's a console game born on controller. SDO says the anti cheat did not solve the plugin tools for controllers that physically cause auto aim. Um, they can never get the balance right, says creature. There was no anti cheat back then. You have to at least give them credit for spending the time and money to develop a kernel-level anti-cheat when the community was complaining about cheating. It was legit response to concern. Yeah, I think it was good they actually did something, but it just seems to be such a massive problem. It doesn't seem... I don't know. It's almost like your basement is flooding and they're trying to keep as much water out as possible. It's not that they're, It's not that the basement will never be flooded. It's that we're going to try to keep the water to a minimum level. You know what I mean? Sven says, I agree on the campaign point. I do love the campaigns. Nick says, I play the campaigns once. Primary says, close range controller has advantage. Long range mouse and keyboard has the advantage. Both options are good uh, in their own ways. I don't know. I've seen some videos of people getting melted by aim assist at mid to long range. It's just, it's absurd. Because again, I'm primarily speaking Fortnite here. Fortnite's got that cone of accuracy and aim assist gets to kind of eat around that fat. And that's the main issue. They will never release with no campaign again. Lesson learned from the one time they tried it. Yeah, they'll just be more spread out. I think that's a good point from Creature. There will be Call of Duty releases. They're just not going to be annual. And they should still have campaigns. Kill You says, not anymore. The last Call of Duty campaign I enjoyed was Black Ops 1. That was a good one. The numbers, Mason. Robert says, I'm behind, but I regularly play Warzone off and on for weeks at a time. Gaines2387 says, Call of Duty campaigns have been garbage campaigns for a while now. D. Crusade says, yes, I play through every campaign on Veteran to complete them. I've beaten them all. Um, 
Reckless Gambit says, I used to enjoy the campaigns, but then I couldn't be sure if the campaigns were going to be included or of the same caliber. DS Wick says, the problem is they can get around it with new software and if they get banned, they can just make a new account. Oh yeah, I mean, that's the main issue with cheating is the repeat offenders. Jacob says, Xbox will probably release a multiplayer live service Call of Duty and one campaign every Call of Duty uh, every three years. I don't think Call of Duty will ever be console exclusive. There will be, there will be things that are exclusive. Skins, guns, stuff like that. What do you think, chat? Will Call of Duty ever be console exclusive? I think there will be perks and things, skins, guns, stuff like that. They will never do that. There's too much money to be made on the, on the, on the, on the Sony platform. I just don't think they'll ever come to that conclusion. 99% of the top Warzone players are on a controller for a reason. Uh, Leonidas says, Heck, even when Tim and Doc used controller in Warzone, their controllers didn't work in any way uh, the, that people claim. I'm talking Warzone, not Fortnite. I don't know how it is in Fortnite. Oh, yeah, primary in Fortnite. The controller aim assist is so irritating. It's so dumb. Call of Duty doesn't do surprises. They announce everything. Oh, in response to Doc thinking that they might just surprise us. If you're tuning in, we're talking Call of Duty news. Activision Blizzard officially saying no more annual releases, and we're talking about whether or not this will be good, and we're also talking about cheating, aim assist, a whole host of things. Be sure to weigh in in the chat if you're a new subscriber. Uh, cheating is definitely declined, says Robert. Um, you don't beat Call of Duty campaigns, you win campaigns. <laughs> uh, hang on one second, mama. They already committed to Call of Duty not being exclusive, said Sven. T- Tellorin says no, just timed events or skins. Yeah, I think they'll do timed events and skins for Xbox first, or just Xbox only. That'll definitely happen. Bob T with eight months of membership and it's a tier two. Welcome back. Thank you guys for maintaining memberships. If you've never done a channel membership on YouTube before, five bucks a month and it'll get you into extra streams that we do. Thursday afternoon, there's an extra stream. Every Friday night, there's a stream playing games with my wife and having drinks and laughs. One Friday night a month, we do community game night and Warzone will be that sometimes. But this month, April 22nd, Fortnite, no squads, Uh, no squads no build squads so make sure you're a member and make sure you got Fortnite installed I don't care if you don't like it we're gonna have fun with it okay it's no building you're not building yeah I don't like it (laughs) Uh, give me one second yeah we're my wife's it's hot in here oh bump the air maybe uh, wife's dropping off lunch. <coughs> yeah, I know. Microsoft and Phil Spencer says Call of Duty uh, won't be an Xbox exclusive. They did not commit to that at all. Okay, well let's let's read this interview that's been given to me and let's see if that's true. Because Mo is saying they did not they did not commit. To it not being, um, to it not being uh, an exclusive. Let's see. Head executive Phil Spencer said, "I confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard, and our desire, 
our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony is an important part of our industry and we value that relationship. So he is saying their desire is to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. So it's not, he's saying more than we're going to commit existing agreements. He's going beyond that. He's saying more. He's saying, no, we have a desire to keep it, to keep it on there. So I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think Phil is just saying that to say that. I think they know, oh, no, 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 no. You can't take Call of Duty off of Sony. Uh-uh, it's too big of a platform. Why would Microsoft turn away money basically from Sony? and The Sony audience is basically paying Microsoft at that point. Desire is not a commitment. So make that make sense to me. In what universe would Microsoft say, yes, look at all the money we're currently making. Keep in mind, once the acquisition goes through, there is likely royalty percentages that will immediately start going to Microsoft for owning Call of Duty. And they're going to be making that money on the PlayStation. Why would they take that away from themselves? The issue I have is Sony fans think Xbox should get no exclusives from this $70 billion deal. Oh, they'll get exclusives, but it ain't going to be Call of Duty. I desire to make a million dollars. No, 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 no. No. You're, that's that's not what he is saying. He's not saying, I, I hope to grow wings one day. He's saying, our desire, what we want, we want to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. That's something we want to do as a business because all the money that we're going to make you realize the uproar that would cause from the shareholders yeah that's you have to think about this from a business perspective this is a good discussion there is literally no way Microsoft gets the clearance to do that because you're going to immediately lose money they don't make money in that deal there's no freaking way There is absolutely no way Microsoft makes money by moving Call of Duty to Xbox exclusively. That would quite literally be the end of Phil Spencer's reign in Xbox gaming. They'd be like, you're freaking stupid. Why would you do that? That We we cannot make money from that deal. We will do nothing but lose money. Uh, It's just a game. Shouldn't care so much. I've then why are you here sounds like you're uh, you're talking to him look at what he said about Bethesda pretty much the same thing Microsoft is business first players concerns after everyone can have exclusives Call of Duty is not one of them it'll never be one of them to be a troll oh that's why you're here okay cool Uh, I don't want exclusives and I'm on Xbox maybe a few days early or something This is how Microsoft makes money from the deal, okay? You do exclusives to to Xbox. Exclusive skins, guns, events, whatever the frick. That's how you make money from it. You don't make money by yanking it off the largest platform that it's on. No commitment at all that Warzone will stay. (laughs) I, I, I really do think sometimes that I really do think sometimes you guys argue from silence, which is the that's the weakest way to argue a point. Arguing from silence is is the single worst way 
to argue a point. It's the it's it's quite literally the weakest way to argue. He didn't say commitment. He said it's our desire. That's an argument from silence. Simply because he didn't use the word commitment that we're committed we confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements. Yeah, it's just an intent. That's just intentions. They might not actually honor those ca- contracts. Uh, I know you said five bucks per channel before, but the membership over on radio says six ninety nine per month. Is that an intentional change? Yeah, why'd we do that? I didn't do that. It's six ninety nine over there. Are you on mobile? That doesn't sound right to me. Hang on a second. All agreements will be honored. Hang on. You must be on mobile. It's $4.99 on desktop, homie. Yeah, I just checked it. We did. We have not adjusted our membership tiers. Okay, you had me freaked out that we, we fat-fingered something. I was like, oh, brother. Yeah, you can't change a tier uh, price when there's already people subscribed to it. That would be like mega scam. Yeah, mobile shows six ninety nine. Yeah, so don't do it on mobile because you're giving money to that to whoever, whoever, whatever mobile platform that is. We want the money to go to, to YouTube and to me. <laughs> we, we don't really care about Apple and Android in this equation. To be fair, you have to take corporate speak at its most literal sense. Otherwise, you'll get misled left and right. He can't say we will because it creates legal liability. He's making statements on behalf of a publicly traded company. Right. So thank you, lawyer in the house. Thank you, Zubair. That's exactly right. They they can't, he can't make statements that, that create legal liability. So he has to speak like this and use these words specifically. But what it doesn't mean is he's holding in his back pocket, oh yeah, we're definitely putting this game on Xbox. <laughs> no, that's not what's going on that you'd have to make business sense of it for me like argue the point i want to know if you're just tuning in we're debating whether or not call of duty would ever be an xbox exclusive and i can't see it ever working everything microsoft says is for the ftc (laughs) right because it would have to make business sense they will undoubtedly it like okay so let's just say that it goes through they immediately make money okay that means they're immediately making money from the deal on call of duty on another platform okay to suddenly move it to xbox would be an immediately loss it would be an immediate loss of revenue you have to justify that revenue loss with a revenue gain that would exceed the loss because that's the only way it turns into a game. Does, does that make sense? The only way they go Call of Duty exclusive to Microsoft, exclusive to Xbox, is if the incredibly large revenue loss by losing the PlayStation community in the revenue funnel, the only way you justify that is with a revenue gain that surpasses the revenue loss. Well, we were making a billion dollars a month on PlayStation's platform. We now don't get that money. We need to be able to make 1.2 billion to justify the decision because that would be a gain. It's never a gain. It's never a net increase if you just basically lose that funnel of revenue. For what purpose? 
And I still think the better question is, why on earth would you want them to do that? Do you really think Call of Duty doesn't move consoles? Not right now it doesn't. No. Call of Duty doesn't move consoles now. Uh Uh-uh. Now again, Mo, I could see the annual release doing a timed exclusivity and you get it like a week early and they sell bundles to move consoles. Yes. But ain't no way it's going to be exclusive to Xbox. No way. Uh Uh-uh. In Call of Duty's current form, it does not move consoles. The brand has completely shifted to something totally different. The average person who engages with Call of Duty as a brand right now is doing so in a free capacity. That ain't moving consoles. That's not even associated. Call of Duty is no longer associated with a console. It's, 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 it's completely separated now from a console's brand. It's, 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 it's everywhere for free. And then you got Call of Duty Mobile as well. I'm more interested to see what happens with StarCraft 2 and Overwatch. Oh, as far as, yeah, I don't know about that. Overwatch especially, I can't see I can't see them doing anything with that. Swade says, Call of Duty's live service game is going to be everywhere it can be. Maybe the next installment that has a campaign is an exclusive, timed or otherwise. I could see the next full game release of Call of Duty, since they're moving away from annual release, I have to say it, you know, in the right way. The next full release would be timed exclusive. I could see that. Call of Duty is completely cross-platform. It's not moving consoles. Yeah, you're going to have a really hard time taking a third-party title that's 100% cross-play and free everywhere and move consoles with it. It's, it's, it's shifted in its identity. Doc says, Microsoft can lose money all day on Xbox and still make profits, and if Microsoft is wanting to just grow the Xbox brand instead of profit, they could make it an Xbox exclusive. But I think Creature already made a very good point. Their shareholders would be like, what the frick are you doing? Why would you do that? You just murdered one of your biggest brands' market share. What? Huh? Their shareholders would say no. Higher-ups, C-suite level board members and stuff would be like, you can't, what? No, you can't do that. That's billions of dollars. Call of Duty doesn't move consoles because it's available everywhere, says T-Tube. You can, uh, you can bet if it were an Xbox exclusive, it would move consoles. Ah, yes. They'd lose their job on day three of that deal. Yeah, we're speaking purely business here right now, by the way. If you're new and you're just tuning in, we're talking Call of Duty news, and we want you to take the poll at the top of the chat, okay? Call of Duty news. No more annual releases. Is that good or bad news? Take the poll at the top of the chat. We already have almost 200 votes. If you want to talk in the chat, you got to be a subscriber, but subscribing is totally free and it helps you enjoy the content. We're here Monday through Friday with live streams, uh, breaking down variety gaming news. I am a sur- I am a safe for work broadcaster, so you can subscribe in confidence. If periodically you don't see that I'm live, make sure and check your sub feed and my channel. YouTube has done some very strange things with live stream placement, so always check those things. And consider doing a membership. We've had some new members today, and we greatly appreciate that. We've now started offering membership incentives with new content. I've never had a dead zone on any Xbox controller. What? Every controller has a dead zone. It's it's that's a that's like a thing. Do you mean you've never had uh, stick drift? Is that what you meant to say?
Preacher says, I don't believe in exclusives of any kind, so I say no. Oh, I think they'll do exclusives to Xbox with Call of Duty, but it'll be cosmetically driven, gun driven, map driven, event driven, stuff like that. Robert says, Devil's Advocate. Is there a good trade off for losing Call of Duty profits to force more console sales? No. Oh, you're replying to someone in the chat. Okay. No, and here's why. Everything we've been saying about about Microsoft's strategy is they're moving away from caring about moving hardware and they're far more concerned with getting people on the Microsoft ecosystem. They're they're turning more service and software focused and hardware focused and they lose money on the hardware anyway. So I'm supposed to believe they're going to lose money They're going to lose potentially billions of dollars on the Call of Duty franchise by taking it off of PlayStation in the future and restricting it to Xbox to move consoles. And those consoles are a complete loss leader. That that, that doesn't add up. they're, They're losing money twice in that deal in the hopes that you make it up on the back end. You get them on a subscription service. You get them buying things. You get them in the Microsoft ecosystem. And then that's when the profitability starts to turn the rudder. So all those losses are worth it. I just, I can't, I can't see, I can't see the business angle. We're going to lose an already existing healthy business funnel of revenue by having the Call of Duty brand on PlayStation. And we're going to do it to move consoles that we lose money on. And generally speaking it's not really that we need people on our consoles we need people in the ecosystem which you can focus your efforts on you know the pc platform and just start getting people in your ecosystem without selling them hardware that's more important i think than yanking call of duty off the playstation and 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 trying to move consoles they lose money on each sale but they make it up in volume right so zubair they'd have to hit a level of volume I just think it would be an obscene amount because of how much they would lose by taking it off of PlayStation. I think that point still stands. I don't see how they would make enough revenue to make up that loss. They would have to generate enough revenue from that volume to surpass the revenue loss by taking it off. That was a joke. They do make it up in volume though, don't they? Don't they eventually start making it up because they've sold they've sold enough units? They don't have enough users to make it up? Right. Yo, Sven, that is very generous. A $20 tip from Sven through Super Chat. Feeling extra thankful for this dope community today for my birthday. Not able to see most of my family today due to travel reasons, but I'm glad to be chilling with y'all here today. Thanks to everyone here for being dope homies. Can we get some happy birthday love in the chat for Sven? It's not. It's never fun when you can't go celebrate with people, you know? You got to hang out with us losers. <laughs> hey, Chewbacca, you still hanging out with this loser? Yeah. You're not going to trade 158 million players for 60 million. Right, like, there's just so many PlayStation players. There's so many of them. Let's all give some tips to Reforge Gaming for Sven's birthday. He'll forward them to Sven for sure. Yeah, any tips received in the next hour I will use to buy beer with 
and drink on Friday night to celebrate Sven. So thank you for contributing to Sven's happiness by getting me drunk with your money. So for the next hour, any and all money will be routed to uh, beer funds. So thank you very much. $10 from Hex. Happy birthday, Sven. Thank you. Cheers. We'll, we'll raise a glass on Friday night uh, to Sven. Uh, I'll be on the ground. I'll die. I'll, I'll be dead. But happy birthday, Sven. <laughs> <laughs> also any memberships for the next hour that decide to join and become a member $5 a month we have extra uh, content Thursday afternoons for the Thursday throwdown if you want to hear hot takes or ask my opinion on other other gaming topics that I haven't been covering or you have your own opinion or hot take and you want to debate me members only Thursday throwdown it's an extra stream on Thursdays and Friday nights a Friday night game night with my wife or once a month a community game night with me is members only do that five bucks a month hit that join button Use that join command in chat or the join link below. <laughs> uh, what's this say? Physical sales, but probably representative. All right, hang on a second. Call of Duty Vanguard is number one in the UK boxed charts, comfortably uh, ending FIFA's 20, FIFA 22's lengthy spell at the top. Activision shooter primarily sold on PlayStation platforms with PS5 accounting for 41% of sales. PlayStation 4, 29%. Xbox One, 19 And the Series X and X, 11%. That's 30% on the Xbox platform and 70%. I was just making sure there wasn't any other platforms excluded. So wait, I don't understand. They're not including PC and that's why I stalled out. There's no PC sales breakdown in there. Nobody bought Vanguard for PC. Or are they just saying, is that chart purely console sales? Box copies? Oh, that's right. There's no box copies for (laughs) Steam. (laughs) <laughs> can you get box copies of PC games anymore? Is that possible? <laughs> I have a whole box of like old PC games. In any case, yeah, that 70-30 split, I mean, I know that's just box copies, but that's indicative of the market, I think. I think that's indicative of the market. If you're just tuning in, we're talking Call of Duty news. Do you think it's good news that they're not doing annual releases anymore? Take the poll at the top of the chat. And thanks for thanks for contributing to the debate today guys this has been fun we need the console wars to be reignited it's the best for consumers you think it's good for consumers to have console war Jacob says Microsoft CEO said that Call of Duty was more and more popular franchises will be multi-platform didn't state the franchises yeah the more popular the, the, the franchise the less likely it's going to be they're going to slap it on the Xbox only did you see the new No Man's Sky content that dropped yeah, we might cover it tomorrow. No Man's Sky has always been tough for us because every time we try to cover it, like, I don't know. They, they've done a better job marketing their stuff recently, but they've always done such a bad job marketing it. Nobody ever knows what to search for. So I don't know. We'll, we'll look at it this afternoon. I'll look at it this afternoon with Creature and we'll make a judgment call because I love No Man's Sky and, and, and we have people here that love No Man's Sky. So we'll see. We might cover that tomorrow. I'm not making any promises, though. We can't really predict what's going to do well right now. YouTube's having an absolute conniption. You guys have been amazing, but freaking YouTube is losing its mind. 
Making Call of Duty 2K Madden and FIFA Xbox exclusive will sell consoles. Golly frick, you just talked. That, that is app. That's with the, the, I can't even talk. That's like bankruptcy. Why would you do that? You do you you think Robert are you being serious or are you just playing devil's advocate? The poor community planet is a jungle. Are you just playing devil's advocate, Robert? There is no way they would do that. Call of Duty, 2K, Madden, and FIFA? Oh my gosh. They would fire anybody who pulled the trigger on that. They would lose so much money. All those sports titles? The board members and the shareholders would be like, what did you just do? All of our... Right, we've lost million we've lost millions upon millions of dollars. Ttube says, I don't know. I don't think you pay seventy billion to shore up first party portfolio and then make it accessible on the competition you do if those games are an automatic return of investment T-Tube you're, I think I understand your logic I don't think your logic is poor I think your logic is ignoring the automatic return of investment they're going to get on the Call of Duty franchises like you, ha- you have to acknowledge that when they own Call of Duty the Call of Duty market saturation on PlayStation is funneling money to Microsoft. How is that not a brilliant Trojan horse way of earning money from your competitor, basically? Creature saying it in another way. You spend $70 billion to lock up the IP so you can profit from your competitors. It's a business acquisition, not a console war acquisition. Some gamers don't understand that side of it. I think people understand the general reason that they did this. I do. I think gamers understand like, oh, you're doing this because you want these things to be exclusive to your platform. But I don't think people are considering the insane amount of revenue loss that would be experienced if they suddenly yank those gigantic titles off of off of PlayStation. That is that is absolutely just mind-blowing loss of revenue. Why won't Starfield or Elder Scrolls 6 be on PlayStation? Because they're not existing revenue streams on the PlayStation ecosystem, homie. Call of Duty and Madden are. Starfield is a first-party, paid-for, developed, brand-new IP. Elder Scrolls 6? Really? I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to go back and try and look at how many people are playing Skyrim? I mean, nobody, that's not generating... That's not a revenue funnel right now. Call of Duty is an an absolute nosebleed level of revenue generation, and so is Madden. And you yank that off a of PlayStation, that is immediate loss of revenue. Just cutting off a, like the larger si- portion of the consumer base. Those are existing revenue funnels, and Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six simply aren't. There, there's no, there's no, there's no. IP, there's no community, there's no revenue stream for those games right now they don't exist yet Microsoft doesn't care about hardware, says Suede, they want the content they're on their own road and they want to be the Netflix of games, they don't care what it's on, 
I think to an extent they do care what it's on suede, but certain franchises, I don't think they give a frick. I don't think, I actually, I do not think they give a flying flip where Call of Duty is if they own it. Who cares? That'd be like owning Fortnite all of a sudden. Why would you care where it is? It's everywhere and generates money hand over fist. Like, if suddenly by some stroke of a miracle, suddenly Microsoft found themselves owning Fortnite, do you think they would rip Fortnite off of mobile and Switch and PlayStation, especially considering PlayStation is the largest spender in Fortnite? No, they wouldn't. Why? Because they just bought your revenue funnel, and then now it's theirs. This is mine now. Thanks. It's great. Yeah, we made our money back in six months. This is awesome. Thank you so much, Call of Duty. Thank you so much, Fortnite or whoever they you know whoever they own. Akuta Papa says people are ignoring stuff. If Call of Duty went Microsoft exclusivity, then Microsoft could potentially make a serious profit microsoft has a larger base platform xp and xbox and pc uh than sony people without a pc would have to either pay for an xbox or pay for a windows license i doubt microsoft could make the move but it it may be profitable i can't see it being profitable akuta papa because as i said many many times you would have to measure the immediate revenue loss, the annual revenue loss from no longer being on PlayStation, and you'd have to convince me you're going to exceed that loss by making people buy an Xbox or get it on PC. There's just simply no way. There's simply no way. Even if you convinced 60% of the PlayStation audience to do that, you still lost money in the deal because you shrunk your user base. It seems that the Sony community spends more money than Microsoft. (laughs) Yeah, there's a reason for that. All the old stuff will be there, but no new stuff. Says Mo. That water went down the wrong way, and now I got like a tickle. No, I I just don't think so, Mo. I I just, there's no way. There's just no way. <clears throat> the only way it would be profitable if you if they could somehow generate more revenue, and they can't. You can't generate more revenue by cutting that many people off. It just is impossible. You would need to exceed not just the user base, but the user base and the spending habits of the Sony crowd. I, 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 how? How would you do it? I saw a guy on Twitter complaining that Trek to Yomi was $18. This is the Xbox user base. There's not a reason for that? Sure there is. Sure there is. You you think you think that Microsoft has fostered an ecosystem of spend of spending? I don't think they have. No. Their strategy is not to create an ecosystem of spend, but an ec- ecosystem of value. 
their strategy is to create an ecosystem of value not an ecosystem of spending if they can create an ecosystem of value that's all that matters they have everybody in their funnel that's what they want they're playing a volume game think of it this way so when cell phones first came out cell phone companies gave you everything for free why they were not in the business of nickel and diming you they were in the business of volume creation by giving tons of value if we can get x number of millions of people on our subscription service on our cell phone service it doesn't matter how many car charges we gave them it doesn't matter how much we lost on the upfront fill the funnel with as many people as you can how with value then fast forward you know five or ten years cell phones became normal and and just everybody had one and needed one and they stopped giving away free car chargers and cases why they didn't need to anymore you were hooked okay so microsoft's taking a very similar strategy that the cell phone industry took when they were trying to grow their user base they're giving you so much value for so little it doesn't foster a spending culture trust me i worked in the cell phone industry for five years and doing that to the consumer turned them into entitled awful consumers they were not spenders They would come in the store. They didn't want anything. They expected everything to be free. They expected to be handed a car charger and a case and me to stroke their ego and pat them on the bottom. And we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. It was like, no, none of this stuff's stuff's free now. What are you talking about? I'll go to the other guys. Okay, fine. They're doing the same thing. They're they're not giving away anything for free. Verizon, AT&T, all of them. It became an industry standard to just not give things away for free. Microsoft's taking the exact same approach dump truck the volume on get as many people in the funnel as you can which is to my point in a generation or two Microsoft won't care about hardware they're acquiring content right jump on the Microsoft ecosystem what's that you got that new television yeah all you need is this controller it'll bluetooth to the television and uh, you can hop on Microsoft uh, cloud and play any of the games that are on there yeah no problem yep there you go boom Microsoft ecosystem you play on that mobile device on that Steam Deck. You play on that. Play on here. Play over there. No problem. Microsoft ecosystem, baby. You're on that Game Pass. We're everywhere. Our games are everywhere. You can play with anybody you want. You don't even need a hardware. You don't need a box. You don't need a PC. You need nothing. All you need is a TV and an internet connection. Make fun of xCloud all you want. That's going to be their push. That's going to be their goal. And you're way more likely to get people to jump into those funnels and those efforts when you have tons of people in your user funnel. I really hope to see Microsoft logo appear on the PlayStation just to listen to the Sony fanboys freak out. I I don't think they would care. (laughs) I don't think they would care. Hardware is going nowhere? Sure it is. Why do you think they're heavily investing in a cross-platform ecosystem in xCloud, Mo. All signs point to hardware not being required anymore. All signs point to that. Why would they be investing in xCloud and play anywhere? Why would those be value points if they're not if they're not moving away from hardware necessity and hardware being the focus?
For example, I know that Xbox won't take away Call of Duty and make it exclusive. They bought Zenimax for $6.5 billion, got back twice the cost for less than a quarter. If Call of Duty was Xbox only, then Xbox can recoup. Huh? <clears throat> Off topic, but The Witcher is delaying their next-gen upgrade again. Really? According to recent stats, Game Pass subscribers spend 50% more on average and play 40% more games. Th- compared to who? Com- compared to who? Who are you? They, they spend... more on average and play 40% more games. Okay, play 40% more games. Shocking. They get a free batch of games every 30 days. They spend more on average. Compared to who? People that don't buy Game Pass and are therefore a lower spending consumer? Like, who are you comparing them to? Like, that'd be like saying people on Amazon Prime on average spend 50% more on on movie rentals and movie purchases on Amazon Prime. Yeah, they're an engaged consumer. They have a subscription. Like, that's such a correlation. That's such a correlating data point. That's not a causative data point. <laughs> Dr. Dinglenut's like, don't shoot the messenger. No, no, no. I'm saying I don't think that's convincing. Yeah, I know you're just reporting it. People with kids love Game Pass. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not dogging on Game Pass. Game Pass is an amazing value, but that's the point I was trying to make is that Game Pass is all about value. They want you to get so much that the minute you don't have it, you're like, oh my gosh, I need that back. As I said, they're taking the same strategy that they did with the cell phones. They're giving you as much possible value right now. Everything they can give you for free, they're giving it to you. Why? Because they're playing a volume game. They want to get everybody on that ecosystem because then you're way likely to get off of it it's the same reason your cable provider tries to get you to get a home phone because you're just way less less likely to switch services the more services you have i think that's called sticky marketing i forget what that's called i think it's sticky marketing you can 50 percent or more uh by switching to geico (laughs) yeah you can say 50 percent or more by switching to geico not sponsored who's giving out free burgers i want one Zubair says, Microsoft wants to make one sale to get you into the ecosystem, not have to make multiple sales with each new offering. Right. And when you remove all those barriers, you don't need hardware. It's, it, you know, X Cloud's on your TV. Like, oh, it's, it's Steam Deck? Yeah, no problem. You don't need an Xbox. All Yeah, you have a PC, you have a laptop, you have a, tele, you have a smart TV, you have a Steam Deck. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, Xbox ecosystem. Boom. Or, I'm sorry, Microsoft Ecosystem. (laughs) 
If Microsoft doesn't reach the subs they want, I can see Microsoft becoming a third-party company. Phil did say he wants to reach a billion gamers. <clears throat> Crazy Cliff says, giving you everything they can, so as soon as you see one game that isn't on Game Pass, it's therefore bad or overpriced. Right, this goes back to the point that we were making. They are not fostering a community or an ecosystem of spending. They're not. They're 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 not developing and fostering uh, uh, an ecosystem of spending. They're developing an ecosystem of value, which does create uh, a more entitled consumer. Because it's like, hey, you've been giving me all this stuff for free. What gives? What what you know? What gives? But Eugene says. This sounds negative, but they're heading toward developing average software for the average consumer. Creature says, that's what they're doing. Read the writing on the wall. Remember I called it. You guys laugh when I called this. I don't remember what you're talking... What what'd you? What did you call? Phil probably wants Call of Duty exclusive in his inner core, but what do the FTC and his board say? Is it worth to be fired over making a super big online series exclusive or keep it multi? I don't think they would. I don't think they would let him because it would be too much revenue loss. I just I can't see anybody high up, any shareholder, board member, C-suite employee being like, "Oh, that's fine, bro." I mean, I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. When you said it the other day, you're like, I'm like, bro, they're uh, they're moving away from hardware. I was like, you're probably right. You're probably right. Like, they have, they have way more experience in the software environment anyway. Zane says, I did laugh at him. It's true. I'm still laughing. If the $99 xCloud streaming stick is true, then Game Pass is will Game Pass will grow rapidly. Nobody's going to fire Phil for anything. He is Xbox. What's well, what we're saying? Number 1, I don't even think he would be able to make a decision like that. Like, hey guys, woke up this morning and uh I decided that uh I decided that we were going to put Call of Duty exclusive on Xbox, right? I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can just suddenly do that. Phil Spencer alienates 168 million players of a game tomorrow, he would be fired. Well, and that's the thing. I don't even think he can do that. He can't just do whatever he wants. There's got to be oversight committees or boards or whatever to be like, no, bro, you can't do that. Golly.
Phil's not getting fired over Call of Duty being exclusive. Microsoft thinks long term. I don't think they'll do it, but if Sony stops playing nice and it's possible. Those 168 million will convert. If they want it, they will convert. <laughs> that, 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 the, the, that, that level of optimism, I just, that, that's, it's not business driven. It's faith driven. Like you have faith and belief that like 168 million people would be like, you know what? You yanked this off my platform after saying you weren't going to, and now I have to go over here and buy this hardware. I'm going to do it. No way. They have a stronger reason to not do it. Your cell phone analogy is what I'm saying Microsoft is trying to do. Not sell Xbox, but to sell people on Game Pass and then uh, and then have them hooked. Right, that was the whole point with cell phones, right? You give away as much as you can. You make it as easy as possible to get somebody on your subscription service and that's all that mattered at the time. That, yeah, yeah. One hundred sixty-eight million people, many of which have almost thirty years of loyalty, are not converting for single games. Yeah, they don't do it now. They don't do it now. You're right, Lono. I just don't like Sony PlayStation, nor the people that play it and support them. What? Why don't you like the people that play and support Sony? Looking like PlayStation Call of Duty players are going uh, to Fortnite no build mode. <laughs> like right now, you don't see a lot of people jumping over to either platform. By the way, this is not this is not an Xbox thing. Like. Console loyalists don't jump to another platform for one title. Generally, it's not it's not enough. It, you typically need more than that. Yes, they do. They did it for the PS4 from the from the 360. Many were Xbox loyals for generations and then they switched to the PS4 instead of the Xbox One. Yeah, and there was eight reasons for that, not one. You see what I'm saying? Like, there were a lot of reasons people did not go with the Xbox One and decided to go to the PlayStation. It wasn't for one game. Call of Duty isn't that special to some, but it's still a top-selling game, says Kill You. They'll convert if Call of Duty is their main game and a lot of the Sony players' main game Call of Duty. I think there would be way more people that wouldn't do it out of spite. You know what I mean? They, would, they, would, they wouldn't do it out of spite. They wouldn't say, nah, I'm not doing that out of spite. Satya Nadella sees a future where every game platform will ultimately run on Azure's infrastructure. 
how Microsoft is ditching video game console wars. The Red the Redman headquarter technology behemoth has diversified beyond boxy hardware to provide a new array of services. Yeah, I mean that that points to what we're saying. They're going to move away from needing to sell you hardware. I bought both, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Like, I'm that's what I'm saying. Like, I have all the systems, so but I thinking that that many people would switch over just for Call of Duty. Call of Duty has established its identity pretty firmly as a as a, as a free to play, completely cross platform, available everywhere video game. And for it suddenly to be like, no, you can only play it on a Microsoft ecosystem, that would not work as a conversion funnel. It wouldn't. It would break community trust. It would it would not be it would break consumer loyalty. It would do so many things to break people being like, oh, I'm gonna go over there and spend money. Feeling like you're literally being forced to spend the money. Who would do that? In in droves? No. I could see them adding WoW to the console exclusive on the Xbox Game Pass. Maybe. Akuta Papa says 60% of the people is 100.8 million. Say 80% stay console, 20% go PC. That's 50.4 billion from Xbox sales and 2.2 billion from PC software sales, not excluding the game. PlayStation's not worth maining, 168 million say otherwise. Yeah, I mean, it's a very, it's a very successful system. It's a very successful platform. The market saturation for PlayStation is very, very good. If it was the other way, do you think Sony would keep Call of Duty on Xbox? Um, I don't know, because they're in the position of power, so maybe not, right? I think they would, Vig, just purely because it's easy money. You have an existing revenue funnel. You have an existing consumer base that's playing and spending money. Why would you disrupt that? The only way Sony would make it exclusive is if they looked at it and said, yeah, we have the lion's share of the player base, we have the lion's share of the bigger spenders, we don't need you. You got to flip it around and just see how much Microsoft is not in a position of power because of how big and lucrative that revenue stream is from the PlayStation platform and how many people play Call of Duty on the PlayStation and that revenue stream is up and running and shutting that revenue stream down would be so 
absolutely devastating. Like, I, I again, I can't see Phil getting clearance to do it. Shareholders would say no. That's a breach of. That's a breach of. There's. What would the language be, Eugene? They they have a legal obligation to their shareholders, and that would I think be a breach of that. If like you are killing value share shareholder value immediately when you do that. Microsoft doesn't need PlayStation. That's not what I was saying. That, that you're you're not taking it in context. They have a fiduciary duty to shareholders. That's it. Fiduciary duty. So you can't say, hey, we spent this many billion acquiring all this, all these products. And instead of recouping, instead of recouping that cost with existing revenue streams, we're going to destroy them. And, and, and if you're going to do that, you'd have to give cause. You'd have to say, here's what we see for trajectory of growth. Here's how we see much money we're going to make back and when. Here's when we see that we're going to start to get profit from it. I just, I I don't understand how you could do that with that many people. I don't see them creating enough revenue to make up how much they would lose. You would, it would, it would automatically be a loss. It would be a bad deal. This has nothing to do with console war or console loyalty. That's just a bad business decision. No more Call of Duty campaign. Oh no, there will be Call of Duty campaigns, Freddie Jackson. So the Call of Duty news that we're covering today, no more annual releases. So what they're going to do is they're going to put more time into their big banner releases and they're going to switch to a more always online model, which they're avoiding saying live service, but they're basically going more live service than they are now. They're already live service, but they're going to lean more into live service. So that's, that's the move. And so you're still going to get campaigns. The debate that we're having now is if the Activision Blizzard acquisition goes through, Microsoft's committed, well, they've said that their desire is to leave Call of Duty on PlayStation. And I said, I can't imagine that ever changing because the revenue stream is too good. You're literally making money from PlayStation players right now you would have to make a business sensible argument that you're going to make more money from them by coercing them to switch hoping that they switch if you make it exclusive if you make a a future call of duty exclusive you would hope that you would suddenly get enough of them to convert and enough of them to convert and spend a significant amount of money to create enough gain to make up the revenue loss. If so, if you suddenly yank Call of Duty off of the PlayStation ecosystem, you're talking about losing billions of dollars immediately. 
and you'd have to argue that you were going to make it all back in 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 it had to be very convincing yeah we're going to get this number market research and sales forecasts predict that this many people will convert and this is how much revenue we can anticipate making from them and you'd have to do all that and say yeah it's going to exceed the money that we lost oh keep in mind that's money lost every single day and year it's just it's it's always gone all that money that was coming in every single day every single month and year gone so every year that you don't have call of duty on the playstation ecosystem you're losing money warzone alone will make it back see i've been entertaining the idea that they would pull call of duty from the systems so what you think they're going to do mo is they're going to leave warzone everywhere and they'll launch a call of duty title that's only on xbox that again just doesn't stand to reason in the uk it was a 70 30 split 70 percent of the boxed versions of vanguard sold for playstation platform 30 percent sold for xbox why would you turn your back on that freaking au- that audience is so big Eugene says you can't even manufacture enough consoles to make it up really think about that for just a moment boxed yeah I mean but that's indicative of a market trend that's a market trend that means that more people were buying it on PlayStation than Xbox and we already know right now that the that the lion's share of the Call of Duty communities on PlayStation. That's not in doubt. Warzone 2 will stay. So Mo thinks the next campaign lands Xbox only. You know what? I, I'll give you a week. They'll do it for a week, but it, it, it's, it can't be permanent. No way. That's too much revenue loss. UK, uh, Doom says UK is almost all digital Xbox sales. Stop using UK numbers. It's not a clear representation. Okay, but we, but we know more people play Call of Duty on the PlayStation. So when we find a data point that correlates to that, that would I would consider that to be like almost like corroborated empiricism. It's like okay, we know more people buy and play Call of Duty on the PlayStation platform. Here we have a data point showing that more people bought the boxed version of Call of Duty 70 to 30. Like, I don't, I kind of don't even need to prove it, right? We know from all of the data points that way more people play Call of Duty on the PlayStation. We know from the Apple Epic lawsuit that people spend a disproportionate amount of more money on the PlayStation platform in Fortnite. That's not necessarily related to Call of Duty, but still, like... What platform do you play Call of Duty on? According to the report, 42% of the total player base is on PlayStation. 25% are on the Xbox, and 28% are on PC, and mobile is 3.9. So, it's a 60-40 split. 40% of the, of the people that took the survey, again, if this is, in, if this is indicative, 40% play on PlayStation. The other 60 is split between the other three platforms. Do you understand... 42 
They're 8% point shy of literally having half of the dadgum player base. <laughs> the money, the, the money is crazy. That's crazy. It's so much money. Dexterto says Call of Duty Warzone data reveals how many more players are on console than PC. Okay, is that where you pulled it from? Is that the art? Oh, this is a different article. I, that's so many freaking people. I just, I, I can't see it. I don't see it. This franchise specifically, I cannot see it. There's just no way they would ever do that. And that percent will switch. You'll see the Xbox Game Pass logo in Call of Duty on PlayStation, just like you do with PlayStation Studios logo and MLB. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yo, Freddie Jackson upgraded his membership to a tier three. That's so kind, man. Thank you. You guys can upgrade those memberships anytime. At the moment, we don't have any real extra perks for the higher tiers. It's just you being generous and awesome. Right now, any members can take advantage of the extra streams on Thursdays, as well as the Friday night streams with my wife, as well as the once a month community game night. Um... If we get good responses to the membership perks and incentives and we continue to see membership go up, we will start to come up with good incentives for tier 2, 3, 4, and 5 um, as, as, as this evolves. Freddie Jackson says, uh, No, it's not kind. Uh, it's dope and awesome. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. 13 months of membership. Thank you, Freddie. You mean to tell me that Call of Duty on the Xbox will not convert a PS owner to pick it up if it's all they play, then they'll switch? Okay, Mo, I, I think see now we're getting down now we're getting down to the to the to the nitty gritty. Okay, this is the nitty gritty, and this is where I think your argument kind of falls apart, okay? Yes, there are people who would switch. That is correct. The question would be the volume of conversion would not be high enough to make up the overwhelming and undeniable revenue loss. That's the issue. You're talking about people that are super dedicated and would actually go out and buy a console for Call of Duty, a game that right now, for many people, is a free game they play with their friends. So they're like, they have to care about Call of Duty a lot. Not only do they have to care about Call of Duty a lot, they have to care about a Call of Duty campaign a lot. And they have to care about a Call of Duty campaign so much that they're willing to go buy a console for it. You think there's enough of those people to make up the undeniable millions of dollars of loss by being like, yeah, the next Call of Duty can only be got on the, on the Xbox. Warzone is free, Call of Duty is not. Track with the logic distorted. There are the the lion's share of the people engaging with the Call of Duty brand right now are engaging with the free 
multiplayer version and the percentage of players that like Call of Duty enough and like campaigns enough to buy a console is nothing compared to the number of people you're losing by not having it on PlayStation. Warzone will make the money back alone, and yes, but you have to justify the loss, Mo. I'm not saying they would go bankrupt. You have to justify the loss. It's not like that. Like, just because you're generating, like, like when when I when I was as successful as I could possibly be, and I'm generating, you know, six figures a year. If I suddenly just, you know, stop streaming for half the month and I start losing subs and revenue, I can't be like, well, I'm going to make it up next month. Yeah, I just lost five grand, but no worries. I make, I make, I make uh, five grand a month. So I'm losing five grand, but no worries. I'll make another five grand next month. That's, that's not how it works. That's not how business works. You can't just have a loss and be like, but we're making money over here. Here's a better example with the coffee. With the coffee, right? I can't justify a loss and start shipping the light roast to you guys for free and be like, well, we generate enough with the dark roast. I'll make it up. What are you, what are you, uh, huh? What? What are you doing? You're just losing money? Why? Why would you do that? You, you have to justify the loss. There has to be a business reason for the loss. Game Pass will make that number much higher than 25% on Xbox. They bought consoles to play Call of Duty for PlayStation, didn't they? They'll do the same eventually. I just just don't know. I just don't think so. Did I miss something? Uh, uh, uh. Bill even wanted to put Call of Duty on the Switch. He said that. Yes, because you may, like it's it's not about mm. move people to Game Pass, not to sell consoles. Right. So then you'd have to justify. Think think of the, think of the think of the degrees of separation here. So you are hoping there's enough Call of Duty fans that love the campaign so much that they're willing to buy a console and they're not just willing to buy a console. Once they buy the console, that's the only reason they bought the console by the way. You just said that, right? People will switch for one game. So they switch for one game, but then by some sheer miracle, they also fold themselves into the Game Pass ecosystem. And when you make that money back on them, because you, you 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 lost you lost billions by not by not selling Call of Duty on the PlayStation. The Switch is in competition for the Xbox. PlayStation is. No, no. 
No, like that's not no. Even even Phil Spencer said they don't view Sony as their competition anymore. There, there's no console war in Phil Spencer's mind. They are competing in his mind. They're competing with Amazon and Google. They're trying to fill a subscription funnel, man. They're not trying to get people to buy an Xbox. Like they're trying to get you to buy Xboxes, sure, but they're not so desperate to sell Xbox in units that they're willing to lose money with property that they own. It's theirs. It's their property. Think about it this way. I haven't made this point yet. Think about it this way. Paying tons of money to a company to give you exclusivity, of course, you're going to do that and insist on exclusivity. Why? Because it's a different relationship. Hey, We're giving you a ton of money to secure this exclusivity. We need to recoup that so it can only be over here or it can only be over here for this long. You're thinking in that realm. They will own Call of Duty. It's theirs. They don't, they're not in a relationship anymore to be like, no, it needs to be exclusive for us to recoup our losses. No, it being everywhere recoups the losses faster because it's their game now. It's, it's, it's their property. It's a different equation. They're not funding, like, they're not funding exclusivity rights. It's their game. It's their property. So in their mind, we own Call of Duty. <laughs> yes. Money from mobile, money from PlayStation. Can we get it on the Switch? It's their game now. Like, why would they limit its reach? Stop talking about them like they're sports teams. Talk about them like they're oil companies. This is the first generation of Sony fans that will depend on a Microsoft game. Buying Call of Duty changed the game. Yes, anybody buying and playing Call of Duty on a Sony is funneling money to Microsoft and helping Microsoft recoup their costs. Like, gee, Christmas. Microsoft barely has a presence outside the U.S. They're marching to their own drum. Right, like, this is how Microsoft gets into the Asian market, by the way. (laughs) This is how they get into the Asian market, brother. They own Call of Duty. (laughs) Call of Duty Mobile. Cha-ching. Hey, we suddenly have a foothold in the Asian market. We can analyze the statistics now on on spending and, and behavior in a market that we've never really been able to crack into. Well, now we have it. Wow. Well, through Call of Duty and Call of Duty Mobile. Now we can break down those stats and start to push initiatives into those marketplaces and make money. We would sell consoles. What the frick? Phil Spencer's playing 3D chess and you're playing checkers if you think there's still some kind of a weird console war going on where he's like, well, we got to put it on here because we got to get called. We got to get Xbox. We got to sell units. They're, they're, they can't even make them. They can't even make enough to, to keep up with this apparent monsoon of people that you think would switch if they did this. I guess if Microsoft still had a mobile phone, these same people think that Microsoft would make it exclusive to their phone too. Yeah, yeah, that would, exactly. 
Dubai Airport had a kiosk stocked up with Series X's and PS5's completely sold out. This was last year. Xbox consoles ain't moving. Xbox exclusives aren't the move. I mean, it's a little anecdotal. I think Series X's are selling fine, but they're definitely not selling as fast as PS5's. King being part of the Activision deal is huge for Microsoft. Gives him a legit mobile developer. Yeah, see, now you're seeing it. You're you're seeing it, right? Like, this has nothing to do with with selling consoles. This has everything to do with owning... Basically, they want to own property. Think of it like that's why when Zubair said they're like oil companies. They're buying property. Why? So they can squeeze everything they can out of that property. Drainage! Like, they want to get all this land and then when they own the land they're making money off the land they they don't need to do anything else they don't they don't need to do a single thing see the funny thing is you're actually not respecting the 9000 IQ play that Microsoft just did you're thinking so simplistically about it. You're thinking unidimensionally. Like, oh, it's just it's, it's so consoles. And it'll take away from Sony. They're, no, they, they, they made a 3D into the future chess move. Doctor Strange manipulating time and seeing possibilities. That's the level of play they made when they bought Activision Blizzard. And you're thinking that they're worried about selling dadgum consoles. Their play is so much bigger than that. This is why I watch this guy. He understands. I appreciate that. The funny thing is, as a Microsoft fan, you're actually seeing their 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 move so simplistically. They made such a powerful move. This is why it'll go through. By the way, like the government's like stepping in, like overlooking it. Like Bernie Sanders is all mad. He's going to shake his finger. It's still going to go through because Microsoft will grease the wheels somewhere to make sure that it goes through because it is such. A powerful move. Oh, we can't outsell Sony? That's fine. We'll make money off the games that are on Sony. I mean, what? And 9,000 IQ play. They're like 10 years down the road thinking, well, if we own the property, great. Yo, what's good, Ross? This is why when when Sony was being kind of a stick in the mud about Fortnite, I didn't know they were going to make epic pay for crossplay. But I said, why wouldn't you want there to be perfectly, you know, functional crossplay for Fortnite and then broker a deal with Epic and start selling skins in the Epic store and get a royalty share on it because uh hmm, I don't know. If somebody buys a skin on the Switch, the Xbox, or a mobile phone or PC, you're suddenly getting revenue from someone who isn't in your consumer funnel. Like, how brilliant is that? Okay? I I said this three years ago. I was like, what are they doing? Come on, Sony. Well, Sony was thinking, well, no, we actually have our consumer base spending way more money in Fortnite than any other consumer base, so we want a kickback if we enable crossplay. And they got it. They got the kickback. They got the deal. We thought Sony bent the knee. Sony didn't bend the knee. Sony got Epic to bend the knee. That's who Sony is. They're like, (laughs) you expect us to, (laughs) you expect us to turn on (laughs) crossplay. Yeah, we'll do it. You got to pay us though. 
No other platform pulled that off. Just Sony. Why? Because they're a monster. Their their consumer base is 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 an absolute freaking whale. So Microsoft, in a brilliant, in a brilliant turn of events, <laughs> it's like you know you're right. You guys do generate a lot of revenue. It's crazy. It really is crazy. We own one of your most popular titles now. Like the. You're not you're not seeing just how big of a play Microsoft made. <laughs> like Sony is so profitable and so big that they got Epic to privately bend the knee when Fortnite was at its fever pitch of growth and Epic's like, "All right, fine. We'll literally pay you a royalty share for crossplay." And Microsoft says, huh, that's that's really funny. They're generating so much revenue. Instead, let's buy the games. <laughs> let's buy the property. As he says in There Will Be Blood. Drainage. That's what they're doing. It's it's quite literally the, the most brilliant strategy that they could have come up with. Yeah, they bought the bank. They're like, all right, fine. <laughs> It's all part of the plan. Right. So there in in my mind, like this is no longer about selling pieces of plastic. This is literally about buying property. It's essentially a land war. They're buying up land. Whoever owns the most land, like, is gonna generate the most revenue. At first Sony wasn't trying to play ball even then, and that's that's with Epic offering to do all the work. They're just some greed they're just greedy uh, little somethings over at Sony. Uh, and they still suck and are hesitant in that regard. It's hard to hate the player when they play such a good game, though. I mean, really. <laughs> it's, like, really hard to hate the player. They, like, they they don't need to. Like, when they're when you're that successful and you have that level of market dominance, what the frick are... Why would you do things like that? Why? You think their shareholders and their people that are interested in Sony's profitability give a single ounce of a frick about Fortnite crossplay? Like, they were losing share value, which likely is why they considered... I don't know in the timeline when all that happened, but Sony was losing share value because of the negative press, and Nintendo and Microsoft put the pedal down. They were like, yeah, we're going to make them look bad. And Sony laughed all the way to the bank. Oh, fine, you make us look bad. That's okay. Epic's gonna literally pay us to turn this feature on. I swear my brain will never get used to hearing my name that much in a day, but your shows are dope. Lona, keep it up. Sony Kent. Okay. Wait, is that like your birth name? It's a baller name. It's not about what they need. It benefits the players to have more people to play with and to be able to play with their non-PlayStation fans, which literally every other company was doing. Yeah, and every other company had a revenue reason to do it. If a company doesn't have a revenue motivation to do something, they're not going to do it. Oh, they donate money to charity. Look how altruistic this company is. There's a revenue reason that they're doing that. You think you think you think Bungie's selling selling pins and giving all their money to charity from their store because they're 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 just they're just saints blessing us here on earth with their presence no there's a revenue reason for it there's a revenue motivation for every decision companies at this size make 
They don't make these decisions because they give a frick about you. Are you kidding me? You think Microsoft, out of the goodness of their heart, or Nintendo, out of the goodness of their heart, are doing these things? No. They're doing it because there's a revenue motivator behind it. This will be good for the bottom line. This will be good for our market reach. This will be good for marketing. This will be good for brand awareness. This will be good for customer loyalty. There's a reason behind it. You're never, ever, ever going to sit in a planning meeting with Microsoft, Nintendo, or Sony, and they have something that they're saying, and someone's like, well, why are we doing that? Because we just love the consumer. Can we fire that guy? Get him the frick out of here. What do you mean we love the consumer? That's not a good enough reason. Who are you, and where'd you get your degree from? We're here to make money. Their charity money counts as a tax write-off, even though it's our money. Yeah, like it that that that's a whole that's a there's a whole revenue motivator there. Nobody is sitting in a planning session with any of these companies and justifying decisions because they like you. The decisions are always justified by business acumen, market research, sales projections and forecasts, anticipating the consumer's response. That's the only reason they're ever doing anything. If you got some doe-eyed romantic sensibility about your favorite brand, they've won. (laughs) They've won if you think that fondly of them. If you don't think they're coming up with 18 different plans and strategies to get you to part with your pennies, then they've won. I don't think any company, especially Bungie, does anything charitable. They're all pretenders... And dad chasers. Dad chasers? I don't know what a dad... What's, oh, fad chasers. I was like, what is a dad chaser? Um, Bungie's not a saint, but Bungie Halo are the best Halo games. I mean, I, it's okay. That doesn't matter now, does it? <laughs> that number can't be real. That number can't be real, creature. No way! I haven't been watching it, by the way. I've been intentionally not looking at it. We've maintained 250 for almost two hours. That number is a freaking lie. There, there, there is something wrong. That number is a freaking lie. Stop chasing my dad. <laughs> Stop chasing my dad. We've maintained 250, 250 to 260 viewers for two hours. There is no way that that's accurate on the back end. They have fiddled with something somewhere. Remember, Sony had exclusive deals with Activision for Call of Duty marketing rights. Now all that will be gone. They'll have to pay Microsoft for Call of Duty with no extra benefits. Yeah, they have so much. I mean, the reach. I just imagine... What's what's like the most... I'm trying to think of like the most popular game. I guess Fortnite would be the other really, really good example. Or maybe like Apex Legends. Imagine just suddenly owning Apex Legends. Like Sony just suddenly owns Apex. I mean, that would be so much increase in revenue immediately. They would be making money from anywhere Apex resides. Like that's how you have to see this. Just dropping by. I hate this change. I'm not fully aware of any non-MMO live service games that are decent. I'm fine paying annually for a decent campaign. Now that will likely be gone. Red Rocket, it actually seems like they're moving towards... There'll still be releases, just not every year. Which means you probably will benefit. 
like you said, you're okay with getting like a decent campaign. Um, I would, I would think that you're going to get a better campaign. I would think. I wonder if Sony would buy Respawn from EA if allowed. I don't know if EA would have let that happen. To be honest, I think Sony would make it exclusive. Again, if they made that one exclusive, it would again be based off of a business decision. It would be based off of, like, how can we get, how can we get, um, the, it would be based off of, we have more market share, right? It would be business motivated. It wouldn't be like, oh, we're going to do this because of brand loyalty. We're going to do this to sell consoles. We're going to do this to sell this. Xbox just offered more value for me, better online service, protection, and Game Pass. I think their direction is better for gamers. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe one day I'll buy consoles for five. Well, here's the thing, though. There, there's plenty of reason to think that Microsoft's not going to be good for games. I'm not saying that they are not. I'm just saying I don't think it's as clean as that. Like, if you... um, If Microsoft has their way... You're you're gonna have tons of people thinking that games can just come out and just be free. I'm subs- like think of it this way. Imagine the generational shift. Nobody opens up Netflix and thinks, "I better spend money uh, to support this show." Nobody thinks that, right? I, what, what do you mean? I subscribe to Netflix. I, the, 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 I just get to watch this stuff, right? Imagine the generational shift. In 10 years, you have an entire consumer base that thinks in that realm about video games. Like, What do you think that's going to do to the quality of video games on those services if nothing's ever being actually purchased? Oh, I was trying to pop my ankle. Oh. Steam has been good for games, bar none, but Valve is a rare company that actually doesn't have shareholders. It's privately owned. I don't know. If you look under the hood about how Steam acts and how Steam treats devs, I don't know if you could say they're good. They bake in. There's been a lot of, there's been a lot of dev companies that have spoken out about Steam, and it's, it's not as pretty as you might think. 60% of people prefer single-player games. Just how is this company that doesn't make good single-player games better for gamers? Yeah. Hold on, how does that affect with the quality of games? Okay, so... This is going to take a second, but let me try to paint the picture. We've seen pretty good evidence that very successful purchased games, first-party purchased games, 
allow for reinvestment in the company, growth of the company, which turns into a bandwidth increase, which almost inevitably and automatically turns into a quality increase in games. Virtually all of the first-party-owned studios under Sony's watch are growing, and we're seeing a direct correlation in, in that relationship. Then if you look at what Microsoft is doing, Microsoft has, a, has, has unfortunately a history of buying lots of developers, and lots of those developers are now closed. Some of those developers were purely purchased for their tech, sure, but some have simply just not seen any success. And if a lot of this acquisition that Microsoft is doing shoves game onto Game Pass, which basically shorts revenue to the developers, as we saw with Outriders, not seeing their royalties as quickly because they they had a they had a, a decrease in sales and that decrease in sales came from people literally canceling their pre-orders when they found out the game was going to be on Game Pass and then Microsoft is able to play you know pay the publisher for that deal and the publisher makes out but then the developer makes less money well when the developer makes less money they can't expand and do anything so what you can see is there's a very very healthy relationship over on Sony with respect to generating tons of money, reinvesting in the studio, studio grows, games get better, games sell well, reinvestment. You see what I'm saying? It's like it's like it's a nice cycle, right? It's very cyclical. And the worry would be that Microsoft's cyclical revenue move isn't good for developers. It's good for indie studios that are smaller and that money is enough. Like it hits them where they need it to hit. But what you would see is you would see studios under Microsoft's ownership shrinking is what you would see. If, if the predictions that I am making and others here are making come true, if we're right, if we're kind of seeing the patterns here and what's happening, it would have a compounding effect because you would generate less money for an individual title because it's in a sea of other titles it's a part of a subscription service so there's less direct revenue for that title which means that company is less likely to expand and grow it doesn't mean that they won't but it means it's less likely which means the the inverse could become more likely that they shrink we've seen this actually happen with a handful of the studios under Microsoft's watch and I think if you look at 343 and their handling of Halo Infinite and how and how that studio has been has been run and managed with literally a flagship title it's understandable that this is concerning this doesn't seem to be like a good ecosystem of quality increase they're trying to win you over with a value of quantity not quality Sony isn't investing in devs out of love. The day it is more profitable to downsize and kill them, they'll do that. For sure. But the mechanism seems more healthy, Zubair, is what I'm saying. The mechanism on Microsoft doesn't seem all that healthy. It seems like you are going to create an ecosystem of consumers that are more driven by value quantity and less spending. You don't want to spend on the games themselves and that will lead to less direct revenue going to the game companies and therefore leading to the game companies not growing but shrinking. So, and that will lead to a quality degradation of games because imagine, like imagine if that would have happened with Horizon Zero Dawn or God of War. Imagine if those studios would have had to have shrunk 
what do you think that would have done to forbid Horizon Forbidden West quality or God of War Ragnarok's quality if they had to shrink because of they didn't make enough money or something or they made less or whatever Hilly says Game Pass changes the customer perception of quality too if you buy a game for $70 and it's bad you run to Reddit you download a trash game on Pass and you just uninstall it and move on so when these new titles come out and are quality what will the new narrative be well, that, that has nothing to do with what I'm saying with Game Pass, Mo. If the, okay, so let's imagine Starfield comes out and is really, really amazing, okay? But the revenue stream isn't healthy because it's on Game Pass, so the direct purchase revenue isn't there. That means Microsoft has to see a profitable reason to invest in either the ongoing nature of Starfield, the sequel of Starfield, or just the company behind Starfield. Whether they help them grow, expand, or whatever. See, like, that... As opposed to being like, we heavily invested in this game and this studio, and it was super profitable. Look at how many people bought it. Look at the revenue. Bam! Let's reinvest in the next game. Let's reinvest in the sequel. Let's help this studio grow. That's a healthy relationship. It's more one-to-one. It's not one-to-one when Starfield could be amazing. It could be one of the greatest games we've ever played. But if it's but if it's if it's on Game Pass, that's oh, this is such this is such an important point. Starfield's quality doesn't serve the developers of Starfield. It serves the value perception and the potential growth of the Game Pass funnel which does not automatically mean starfield's developers are, are are rewarded and reinvested in it's serving a secondary thing it's not serving the developers it's serving game pass and if that quality pushes subs what if microsoft says hey that was great that was great um a sequel's not going to do that though, so we need we need to we need to divert money to another studio. We need new we need new games. We need new blood. Starfield will be sold and generate money off PC sales, uh, not Game Pass. Same with Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, it'll yeah it'll generate sales on yeah yeah yeah. Those are primarily PC games. Well, it'll, it'll, it'll probably be a, a pretty popular game on Series X, I would imagine, especially if it's on Game Pass. I want to be clear, I'm pushing back on your tone about Sony. So Sony invests into every one of their devs regardless of how their games do? No, I'm saying it's a healthier relationship. When the quality of the game is good and it's really successful and it's not on a subscription service and it sells a ton of copies, that money gets gets in a, in a one-to-one relationship, comes back around and helps that developer grow, right? That relationship is then contingent upon two things, a really quality game and it being sold and not on a subscription. Those two things are necessary right like it drives quality up it drives the reinvestment it drives the growth of the studios it's it's a it's a it's a very good harmonious sort of cyclical thing obviously if a game sucks and the developers drop the ball that cycle breaks down but that makes sense right that's a healthy relationship 
you made you, you guys were, this was this was a terrible game what what have you been doing well we've been playing foosball for three years and we really didn't feel like making the game so it's crap quality like when that money comes in and they expand bandwidth guess what you just helped that studio keep the cycle going man we more people now up the quality up the bandwidth make the game better right we got reinvested in the quality of Starfield more directly helps the value and the selling point of Game Pass. It doesn't directly help Starfield as a brand or the developers of Starfield. It only helps Starfield and the developers of Starfield if Microsoft sees it as important as part of the ongoing Microsoft ecosystem Game Pass funnel, which the danger would there would be that sequels won't... I don't know if sequels would be as strong of a draw as brand new IPs. I don't know. That remains to be seen. I could that that I could get proven wrong on that. Lono, that's assuming game companies are interested in the old model of selling games. That's clear no matter what they are looking for, a change of pace and tactics. So general sales don't matter much. Who's who has said that? Who has said general sales don't matter much to a big AAA company? What? Where where is that being said? What I'm hearing is is that Sony feeds the cow that makes the most milk. And it's being spoken about as something virtuous. I didn't say it was virtuous. I said it was more healthy. That was the language that I used. I said, that's more healthy. When you sell the game directly and the game directly supports the devs and the quality drives the sales, that's just like a healthy situation. It's like, my game was awesome. And because it was awesome, it sold really well. And because it sold really well, we were reinvested in. Like, it's a very harmonious system. If your game is awesome and really, really good and it's on Game Pass, that has no effect on you selling copies, which has no effect on revenue, which has no effect on potential reinvestment. Health is a virtue? What? I wasn't just that, that that my intention was not to use that as a as a virtue word. I I've I've, I've I, that seems categorically odd. It seems more harmonious. It seems to make it, it's it's a more one-to-one connection. Like I I don't know. I am not attempting to make Sony look virtuous. I'm saying it's very easy to see how a very great amazing quality Starfield game doesn't automatically mean that it generates a ton of revenue for the Starfield developers because it's up to Microsoft whether or not in their forecast of Game Pass that they want to keep investing in that studio and that game or its sequel. I feel like paying for games almost seems outdated. All the big players in gaming are free. What? No, that's a no. That's not true. The big bat, the big battle, but there is you, the what? Huh? The no, the re, the revenue that's moved by game sales is insane. Have you seen any of the reports about like, like Miles Morales and 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 all these titles? No, game game sales is still alive and well. 
Fortnite and Warzone? No, 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 no. That, that that's that's a drop in the game gamer global bucket. Like, no, Fortnite and Warzone are massive, but again, that they function on a free funnel. That's why they're free. There's so many games that are not free and make tons of money. Sony's one billion into Epic. Yeah, that but that has nothing to do with Fortnite. That has nothing to do with Fortnite. It has to do with the metaverse, which they could use Fortnite and Unreal Engine five for the metaverse, as I predicted. But that doesn't mean like that has nothing to do with what with your claim. The, the some of the biggest games and some of the biggest sales revenue records and things are happening right now. Like free is not where everything is going. No, if anything, single player sales are on a rise. It's a new gen, so it's a reset. And this gen, Sony is behind. Like I said, one year. That's what I give Sony. Sounding like Blockbuster stubborn to change. <laughs> I just... I don't... There, no. What? There's nothing to back that up. They, they, it's the fastest selling console in history. The, the demand for PS5 is absurd. There's, there's, there's the way that their property sells is Sony. Sony ain't changing anytime soon. They have no reason to. If you say that the Sony method produces higher quality games, I can ki- sign off. Saying it's healthier is a value judgment. I don't care if it's a value judgment. It, it it's from where I sit. And from the and from the pattern from Microsoft, sh- show me show me that Microsoft's uh, system is functioning in a way that's that's cranking out really high quality AAA games. I guess empirically prove it. <laughs> the value the value judgment is subjective, but it's rooted in things. It's not just me. It's just not my feelings. There's evidence that there's evidence to show. From, from game sales to game ratings to game reviews to game success to show that yeah my claim is is got is rooted into something you couldn't claim that about Microsoft system they're not cranking out big good good AAA titles right now they're not now that may change with like Starfield and, and Elder Scrolls and everything but we that, that again that all remains to be seen and again if they throw it all on game pass you have to let that cycle through to see what happens the next go around. Because again, if if Starfield is mind-blowingly amazing, that doesn't create a bunch of revenue and sales for the Starfield developers. It is good for Game Pass. And is it primarily do good for Game Pass as 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 a cause, right? Because it's new. It's amazing to me how the company that has dominated for the last 20 years is the dumb is the dumb one and the company that has done nothing but fail for 20 years is brilliant can't keep up because half the chips get fried I've not seen is that true are there reports about the chips getting fried like I said when the gates open we will see because everything we do from here on out will be current gen only that's not the issue before the court, says Zubair. I'm saying we are making value judgments about Sony in what should be a clinical conversation. 
Fine, right, yeah. Sony system is creating a more consistent stream of high-quality games. Microsoft Gaming almost got completely shut down. Like, I don't think they're in a position to be like, oh yeah, we're ahead of the curve. No, you're trying to dig out of a hole. I'm going to pre-order Starfield so I'll get it even when it comes uh, to Game Pass. I hope for a bundle. Who failed for 20 years? I think he's I think he's reaching a little bit too far back, but Microsoft has been doing a very bad job for a while in the gaming world. They haven't been doing well. They almost literally shut down the gaming division. So, all their efforts now are done with the mindset of like long-term plan dig out of the hole and to look at that and be like oh yeah sony better adapt or they're going to be in trouble it's like (laughs) what that was a good one sony sony dominates in asia for a reason saying microsoft failed is just dumb how did how did how did microsoft not fail they literally were so in such bad states that they almost shut down Phil Spencer steps in, they get everything back on course, and you think them getting things back on course is the industry standard. It's absurd. It's hubris in its finest form. Sony almost went bankrupt as an entire company. What's the point? Yeah, but at what? when did that happen? And what division was it? Was it the entire company? We're talking about the gaming efforts. Like, like I don't... I, I don't have anybody... I don't know how many can look at the Sony at the Sony share of the market and act like they need to take cues from Microsoft. I just I I don't know. It's because Microsoft has had bad leadership that didn't believe in the Xbox division. The same people that decided to make phones for Microsoft that don't exist anymore. I mean, you can diagnose causes of the problems, but that doesn't change anything right now. The point is saying that, like, (laughs) acting like Sony needs to take a cue from Microsoft or they're going to be in trouble, it, it is just absolutely, it's the height of hubris. They don't need to take cues from Microsoft. They are, they're crushing it. Like, it, it, I wouldn't say they failed. They made a huge mistake with Xbox One and are rebounding at an insane rate. Whether you call it failure or a huge mistake, I feel like those words are almost synonyms. (laughs) You really failed. No, I didn't. I just made a huge mistake. Well, okay. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. (laughs) You, you you, You still fell on your face and almost had to shut down. Like, I am not, like, you guys always make me sound like a Sony fanboy. Like, it's embarrassing that I have to be like, I don't understand. Why would Sony need to take a cue from Microsoft? They're dominating. Perfect example. Thank you for bringing them up. Nintendo. What about Nintendo? Does Nintendo have to take a cue from Microsoft with their market saturation and their constant flow of charging full price for games? Their subscription service gives you access to all their old games. You, they don't. They don't have any subscription service. They charge, they charge full price. There you go. Does, does Nintendo need to take? 
does Nintendo need to take a cue from Microsoft? Because they're doing just fine too. Like, I, I part of the problem I think with this is is th- these aren't cell phone companies. So cell phone companies basically got to the point where all of their plans are practically identical. Because if you suddenly break from from what the what the standard in the industry is, everyone's going to churn on you and flock to the cheaper rate. If you go get a pamphlet from Verizon and AT&T and they're basically identical for a reason, right? That's not these companies aren't like that. Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo are not like three cell phone companies that have to mimic each other's plans and approaches. Sony could do this for the next 10 years and never never bat an eye and be like, we're crushing it. We are leading the charge. We're well, hey, look at units we're selling. Look how good Miles Morales is still selling. Like just absolutely crushing it. I don't have a horse in this race. The Sony fans are too smug, and the Xbox fans need to keep their crazies out of chat. I'm not trying to be smug. It's just like, they're ahead. Why would they need to do anything different? The problem with this is, some of us are talking about business, and it sounds like some of us are talking about a girl you want to date. (laughs) Shut up, creature. I believe Sony as an entire company almost went bankrupt in 2016. Microsoft's Xbox division was doing poorly for a while, but isn't anymore. Yeah, I would want to know I would want to know the background on that 2016 potential bankruptcy. Did it have anything to do with 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 the with the gaming division? I, that's what I'd be curious about. Just because you're ahead now doesn't mean you won't be passed by not evolving. Right, yeah, and I don't think Sony is is refusing to evolve. Think of it this way. Think of it this way. In the realm of evolution, they're taking small steps, which is probably the safer, more secure, and smarter bets to take. Yo, Zlick, with a tip, a $2 tip. Hey man, thanks for running the show, good for work. Oh, thank you. Yo, it's good, Ginger. I think their gaming division is what's been keeping them in the black when everything else for Sony was in the red. Yeah, you're, if that's the case, then you're going to make my point even better. <laughs> yeah, they almost went completely under, but the gaming division kept them alive. Really? <laughs> anyway, the great white shark stopped evolving like 30 million years ago. <laughs> All right, anyway, hang on, hang on, hang on. I was going to make a really good point. I was going to make a really good point. <laughs> I think I think Sony is evolving and they're taking a good approach to the evolution, right? Small steps. Why? They can make adjustments as they go. You know. They're going to do demos with their subscription service instead of free games. Why? Well, because why give away free games if we don't have to? Let's see if this works. Let's see if these demos uh, generate good conversion and better sales. Let's do some tests and kind of see. Just a little tweak. Just a little thing here, a little thing there. And in five years, they can assess and say, okay, demo initiative went really well. We actually found certain titles do better if we move them uh, to the subscription service earlier. And these titles tend to do better when we move them later. Okay, let's make more adjustments. Make some more things. Tweak this, tweak that. Keep driving that revenue little teeny adjustments they are evolving 
You know what's funny is if if they came out with their with their their PlayStation Game Pass competitor and it was a carbon copy of Xbox, you know what would be funny? Everybody would just say, "What a piece of crap, man. They just copied Microsoft." Like I I really think their approach makes perfectly good sense, like little teeny adjustments to see how well how well it goes and how's you know, what's the response. It's not like they're refusing they're refusing to uh they're not refusing to um they're not refusing to do zero evolution sorry I got a text from somebody they make all terrain vehicles oh I don't know do they what's the goal make tons of money how are we doing good well then carry on (laughs) I agree. As someone who plays on both platforms equally, the notion that Sony shouldn't take notes from Microsoft and vice versa to evolve and improve is not smart business. Good companies adjust to the competition. Okay, so at the very least, yes, I would say... Hey, another new membership. Thank you, Macho Man. I don't typically sneeze when I get a new member. That's not like a celebration of membership. Welcome on in, Macho Man, as a brand new member. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You're dope and deserve dope stuff. Don't forget new members and existing members or people that maybe your membership lapsed and you're considering jumping back in. We are offering for the first time members-only content on this stream, uh, on this channel. Thursday afternoons, there'll be an extra stream, and Friday nights with my wife playing games, having drinks and laughs, and one Friday a month, we'll do, on the Friday night, we'll do community game night. So, April 22nd, next week, we're doing Fortnite, no-build squads. It doesn't matter if you don't like Fortnite, just get it installed and updated. Anybody can play if you're a member. We're going to have fun and drink. We're not going to take it super serious, and it'll be no building, so we don't got to worry about all the sweaty, you know, Eiffel Tower builders. So welcome in, Macho Man. Anybody else considering membership or maintaining, keep in mind all those initiatives that we're doing to thank and appreciate members. Love the shirt. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this is from the 90s uh, TV collection over at 80s Tees, so... Always remember, if you go to 80stees.com, don't use the discount code thing that they pop up on the screen. Use code LONO at checkout. That way, uh, I get credit if you buy anything from over there. Um, Sony's gaming division basically keeps the company alive. Very few people buy Sony TVs and appliances anymore. LG, Samsung, and more have taken those markets. That really, that really makes my argument even stronger, right? I'd love some good competition, said Eugene. Sony's done everything to have uh, for the last decade despite not having competition. Right. Yeah, this is what I was going to say. Um, it makes perfectly good sense, even if someone's behind you in the race, to like check on them to see if, like, oh, hey, they're doing this, and this is actually really helping them. Let's see if we can't do that, too. Here's a perfectly good example. Fortnite looked at Apex and said, huh, I mean, we're crushing them as far as user base numbers and profitability and market saturation, but they certainly are doing things that we should consider doing. Why? Well, because people get accustomed to reboot cards and other things over there. We should consider doing it. And they did. Did Fortnite do that because Apex was a threat? No. They did it simply because it makes sense. Ah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's good. That's really great. We'll we'll, we'll take that. So Sony looks at the market and says, man, Microsoft's getting pretty good response to Game Pass. 
How could we do something like that? How could we do that in our own way? Contextualize it within our cycle of games and first party titles and heavily, you know, investing in our first party developers. And they do. Are they doing that because they're scared of Microsoft and they're like, oh my gosh, we got to adapt? No, they're doing it because that's what you do even when you're in the lead. I'll go to bat for Sony right here. Their non-gaming products are actually very good and excellent quality. It's their marketing or lack thereof. They're absolute dog crap, and it's why they're unsuccessful. Uh, Distorted said that. People zero in on games and hardware, but their reach is much further than that. ATV Music is by no means struggling. I work with them routinely, says Omar. Their film division is generally successful also. Hardware is where they struggled, said Omar. My question is, what took them so long? What took who so long? What took Sony so long? Man, they didn't have, they didn't have to. There was no impetus. They, 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 can't even, they can't even keep up with the insane demand for the PS5. Miles Morales still sells at like record levels every month. Like Their games and their property and their console have just been insanely successful they don't have to do anything they don't have to do anything the only movie studio generating more revenue is Disney creature says yet all of you who sing the praises uh, of companies you love bought companies from Sony to make what? That sentence fell apart. Historically, proprietary formats have been Sony's Achilles heel. Didn't Sony acquire Crunchyroll and Funimation, the only anime streaming sites? Oh, I don't know. I've not paid much attention to those 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 types of acquisitions. Yeah, I don't I don't pay attention to a lot of that. What's this pie chart, Paul? Is that Microsoft's property? Yeah, Azure and Office. Holy moly. Half the dadgum pie. Windows 16, Microsoft, Xbox 9%. Gee, many freaking Christmas. I guess, uh, Macho Man says, I guess since the Microsoft buyout hasn't gone through yet, Blizzard is able to still make business moves. I wonder if Microsoft knew about this and it's in the contract. Oh, the annual release thing, Macho? Yeah, somebody theorized earlier that this had something to do with it. I just don't think so. Yeah. 30% of Sony is PlayStation. That's, I mean, that's, that's a chunk, man. One third? Woof a lot if you enter into an agreement to purchase you typically give the buyer veto powers over material business decisions yeah i don't know if 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 this is uh um (laughs) 
Hang on a second. What's the bird? Oh, what's that bird that shows up in the darkness? In uh, not a heron. It's a. It's a. It's an. Albat is it an albatross? Alb is it albatross a type of bird? That's it, albatross. And the uh al albatross. That part in a friend of mine's reading reading some books to his kid and he got to a really cool part. I believe it's an albatross that shows up. I think. Is it in Dawn Treader? Yes, an albatross shows up. Yes. <laughs> Such a good part. What did Blizzard do? Oh, well Robert, today I mean we're we're well off the topic. It 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 didn't it wasn't pulling. Like we had great we had great solid viewership for the first 2 hours, but it was nobody nobody was nobody cared. It was like I think we debated it for maybe an hour and then we got on this topic. Blizzard Activision officially announced that Call of Duty will not be doing annual releases anymore. And going more towards an only uh, an always on uh, mode. So we got on this subject because Mo and some others started saying that they could envision Microsoft putting the next big Call of Duty release only on the Xbox. And that sent us down this rabbit trail comparing, you know, size, profitability, revenue generation uh, of the two platforms. Um, And so... Um, I appreciate everybody giving us follows on TikTok. We're trying to get a thousand followers over there. We have hit 600. My little Lord of the Rings video went crazy over there. Uh, it's got 41,000 views and <laughs> we're getting, fo- I'm getting followers every time I open up the app. If you guys use TikTok, Instagram, or Twitter, it's the same username on all three platforms, Reforge TV. We're trying to get to a thousand followers over there. I know TikTok for some people is like a meme or like a kid's, a kid's app. But they're actually making some strong moves with streaming and long-form content. So we will unlock some stuff over there if we can get to 1,000 uh, followers. And we're at 600. So I'm not going to make you join TikTok, no. We're looking into simulcasting um, because I could literally, especially with this scene, I have a really, really nice, sure microphone, and I could set the little stand in front of me and, like, have a simulcast of the live show and streams over there are really really blowing up they're really blowing up so yeah um Microsoft generated more revenue than Nintendo last year in gaming where did this idea that Nintendo is the big daddy come from well, I don't know about revenue generation, Eugene. I was just looking at console saturation. Like, the Switch has done very, very well. 
and they haven't did they haven't changed their strategy and like how they handle their property i i don't know about like if they're slipping with respect to revenue generation i don't know what that's in relation to maybe they're not releasing enough games um i, I don't know maybe they do need to consider some type of a subscription service maybe they do need to adapt Does capture software not allow streaming to multiple platforms at the same time? Apparently, TikTok allowed people to stream through OBS for like a day and then they shut it down. You have to use their app. I also want to see if I can get an adapter to just take a cable right from my mixer right into my phone so that the microphone would be really good quality. There's a guy that streams on TikTok and he uses this microphone and I don't know how he does it. So he must have some type of a way of taking the, the the mic through a mixer or a preamp or something and then sending it out to his phone. There must be adapters for, for iPhones uh, or Androids that allow him to do that. I mean, the microphone I have is fine, but it won't it won't sound nearly as good as this because it'll be you know it'll be a foot and a half from my face. Typically when I did stri- typically when I did videos with that microphone before, I mean it was maybe it was like this it, you know it was like this this close instead of like this close. What's your TikTok? I only see Reforged Gaming. It's Reforged TV. TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. If you use any of those platforms, it's Reforged TV. That's our Discord as well. Discord.gg slash Reforged TV. So the YouTube channels are Reforged Gaming, Reforged Radio, Reforged Updates, Reforged, you know, First Look. But uh, the other platforms are just Reforged TV. Just We figured that was a pretty good umbrella name to kind of encapsulate all of it. Oh yeah, YouTube doesn't care. Yeah, YouTube doesn't care about about simulcasting. YouTube doesn't give a frick about that. Purple purple is yeah, purple's stupid for that. They they're they're gonna they're gonna learn they're gonna learn. They're gonna learn. They're gonna learn. Follow me on TikTok. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the Sure SM7B is great, and this and this and this is a Sure. This this podcasting microphone. I mean, it's it's a Sure. Let's see if I can get it to autofocus. Yeah, see, I mean, it's a nice little microphone, but I don't know. I've never looked into like. I don't even know what I would be searching for. I don't even know what I would search for mixer or microphone adapter for iPhone like I don't know if that even even piece of equipment exists it probably does because literally the cable that plugs into the back of that shore microphone it's just a micro USB that's all it is I was just thinking about something no that wouldn't work would it? no sure Nintendo's doing its thing. I was just thinking it's funny that people think Nintendo can do their own thing, but not Sony. Just buy an adapter? Yeah, I don't know what it would be called, though. I don't even know what iPhone I have to search. I don't know what iPhone this is. 
I bought it when I was in California. I have an iPhone 11 Pro. Wouldn't it be an audio out from the mixer plugged into the phone? Yeah, but it would have to be an adapter. It would have to go into the bottom of an iPhone. It would have to go into the bottom of an iPhone 11. Really looking forward to this afternoon's talk on radio. Interested in hearing views? I did research. I consulted a lot of websites on child psychology and development, uh, at least one hospital and one organization that seemed legitimate. And even I didn't, I didn't go, I didn't copy pasta from every source I found, but they all had almost exactly identical findings and trends, which ironically line up with the bills. So I, this isn't going to be some big, you know, bang on the drum preach session, but I'm like, listen, I this stuff seems to line up with the research that I'm doing, and this is this is these are experts. This isn't somebody with a blog on Facebook. So it should be a good discussion. I don't even know what you would call that. iPhone 11 mic adapter. What's the topic for the radio show? Uh, we are discussing the don't say bill that's got everybody wound up and it's hitting other states I know that's not what it's called I know that is not what it's called but that's what everybody knows it as oh yeah here's one right here it has a 3.5 millimeter it looks like you got to get one of these 3.5 millimeter outputs and then I would just take I have a cable that goes from the mixer down to 3.5 millimeter. I wonder if that would, would this this is little Movo works. Home audio expert, is that what this guy's gonna tell me to do? Accessories needed to connect an external mic. Yeah, see, so he's assuming some have the 3.5 millimeter jack and some don't. So I could buy this adapter from Amazon and then just run a cable to it and then that should work. Probably need a lightning USB-C adapter. They also make a lightning to 3.5 millimeter adapter uh, that should come with your phone. Wait, I might have one of those in the house. Yeah, I might already have one. Yeah. Yeah, I think I might have one already in the house. I'll have to check and see before ordering this one. Because I, I we, I, it's like white and it came with some of the phones to, so you could still use headphones. It's, I think it's upstairs in like a drawer. We've got like a drawer with a bunch of junk. I've got this, which allows me, this plugs into my iPad and allows me uh, to, to run it out to a capture card, HDMI. And we've got, a, I, I swear I have another thing, a cable like this that did this for headphones. I don't know if it would work for a microphone though. Yeah, I never tried a mic. Yeah, that would be the question. Good old junk drawer. That's right. Yeah, the question would be, does it work for a microphone? Because this thing says 
Yeah, this literally says it's a microphone adapter. Like that's what it's for. I think it literally uses software on your on your device. It looks like it uses Movo software to say, yeah, you've got a mic plugged in. Oh no, that's voice recorder and memos. That's just a picture. Yeah, this says it's certified with any dongle. Yeah, I'd have to go down and check the questions then and see what people are saying. Um, it looks like there's plenty of these things that can be purchased. I bet you I would need the three stripe then. And I bet you I don't have it. Because don't you need that third stripe on there for the microphone? Mm. Yeah, it needs to be a TRRS cable. Yo, what's good, Harry? Yeah, TRRS cables have the three stripes, do they not? Yep. So I would need I would need one to go from that size to that size and I would need it to be TRSS. I would need it to have that third stripe or it wouldn't work. It's like left, right, and the third one's for Mike, is it not? Yeah, three stripes, Mike left and right. Okay. Have you thought about covering Sinatra situation on the radio show? I don't well, who's Sinatra? Is that like a streamer? Sinatra with two A's. Sinatra. Suspended Valorant Pro announces return to competition. Following allegations and suspension. He's coming back apparently. Probably not. Here, that's a great reason to be a member, Harry, on gaming. Because every Thursday, the Thursday throwdown, people can come in and bring up stuff like that, and I'll talk about it in a members only, right? What are you trying to connect? The mixer that this microphone goes into, I want to connect. I want to connect it. Uh, I want to connect it to my phone. Yeah, we don't want to cover any gaming on radio, Harry. But there's plenty of controversy in the gaming world that I'd be happy to cover on a Thursday throwdown members only stream. Cause I don't I don't want to do that here on gaming. I don't want to boot up and get into drama and like have a thumbnail and all that. But for members only, it's like an AMA format. You can come and be like, hey bro, this streamer got accused of this. What do you think? This gamer this, this gamer that. Right? Um so that's a better place for it. The reason we don't want any gaming on radio is we're doing our absolute best to purify that channel from gaming content. Um, when my database and zero results in this company, unfortunately, they may be too new to have been recorded yet. Okay. Uh. So... And the other thing that's that's good about Thursday throwdowns is, let's say it's like a Tuesday, and you come in and you're like, oh, I really want to know what Lono thinks about this Sinatra situation, okay? You can submit the question with the question command, and it'll just be there when I boot up on Thursday. So you don't even have to be there Thursday. You can bank the question anytime during the week, 
and then I boot up on Thursday. I'm like, all right, let me check the database here. Yeah, Harry submitted this one two days ago asking about this situation. Let me pull up an article and look at it and just give him what I think, right? And if I, and if I actually would probably, I'll probably go in there the night before and research if I see a bunch of questions. I would do that for you. And then you could watch the VOD, even if you can't make it, to be like, what's Lono think about it? You could pull it up. If you're a member, you could pull up the VOD. Fair enough. Thought you'd have an interesting take due to what he went through, going through an investigation, but not being given a second chance after. Well, the pub, that's the problem, that the public doesn't care investigations are great but if investigations come after the fallout it kind of doesn't matter like I painstakingly showed my innocence and no one cared like they just didn't care it's just the fallout so immediate and so permanent I've got a little box that takes in my guitar patch cable and outputs to lightning I bet there's an XLR version for whatever you use I'm going to check the cable right now because I need to take a break before we go over. Well, I guess I can take my break in between going over to radio and now. I care. I know, I know. I'm not saying that. You know what I'm saying? Like, what I'm saying to Harry is you can't undo that. Once people write you off and the building's been destroyed, they don't give a frick. Like, they just don't care, bro. It's, It's sad, but that's the truth. We talked about that a little bit yesterday in the Depp episode. I get into that. I get into that a few times, Harry, because uh, Amber heard like she took a story from another person's like uh, like like terrible situation and she twisted it into her own. Yeah, the same thing happened to me. <laughs> it's common. It's common. I'm curious if you think games are catering to the catering to the pro leaguer than the casuals. It depends on the game. It depends on the game. There are elements of all those games that, that, that might cater to the pros, but generally speaking, no, I don't think they cater to the pros. I think they cater to what generates money. Now, they might do nerfs and buffs. They might do nerfs and buffs, but they, they're not building these games for the pros, a lot of them, right? That's a hard combo. There's apparently audio. Oh, about Sinatra? Audio of his girlfriend. Oh, golly. Saying no over and over and over again. Him continuing. So there must have been a pattern if she thought to record, right? Unless she did it and it's... I don't know. I would need to know more details. I've never heard of the situation until now. We had to start offering member incentives just because stuff like that comes up and like, I don't don't want to cover that in like a big, you know, mainstream. You know? Oh, that felt good. Pop my foot. I'm so curious. Let me check this cable. Yeah, I wonder why it works for the mic cable on my computer, because it doesn't have three stripes, it only has two. Right? It doesn't have three stripes, but for whatever reason, it works on my computer. Jake Lucky played the audio on a YouTube video. It was a weird investigation. She came with a lot of evidence, which she sent to Riot to do an investigation. Sinatra didn't want to deal with the investigation, and he sent... 
with that investigation and sent the evidence to the police, but then she dropped her end and backed down. Uh, I don't know if you said it recently. What are you planning on talking about on Reforge Radio? Today we're talking about the Don't Say Bill uh, is is apparently getting traction in other states. I know that's not what it's called, but that's what everybody knows it as. So we'll be talking about that over there. And I did my best to do a ton of research before talking about this. That's tough, Harry, because like if if the evidence on its own is compelling... I guess my question is why would she back down the minute the cops are involved like what is she what is she scared of right because once the police are involved they're going to come over everything what are they going to find are they going to find that it's fake are they going to find that it's it, that, that that she she tricked him right people people do people get into weird stuff people role play right so I, I don't know it's it's so hard like the minute I see that I'm like ah after everything I went through bro it's hard not to be super skeptical and super questioning of like someone's motives why is this recorded like and then why the minute the police were involved did you completely run for the hills like that sets off eight alarm bells in my brain I'm like that's super weird why would you know to record that? I just, I don't know. That's, that's so bizarre to me. If you're in a relationship and that kind of crap's going on, you would, you would go to somebody, you'd go to the authorities, you wouldn't put yourself in the situation to endure it again and record it. That's just weird. The audio tape is a joke and not compelling at all, by the way. Hi, Lona was just working and lurking. Can't discount the mental anguish and stress on her to follow through. What do you mean? She gathered it all up and did all that, sent it, to, sent it to the riot, and then the minute the police are going to be involved, she's like, no, 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 I'm done. See ya. I don't know, man. I've had my own brush with with uh, with crazy chicks that don't want to go to the cops, but it was so traumatic, they go running to the public. Like, I don't know. I, <laughs> that doesn't line up psychologically. It's like, wait a minute. I, I don't understand. What did you think was going to happen when you went to riot? You, po- you you potentially ruined this guy's career. You don't think that's going to bring a bunch of scrutiny, a bunch of questions, a bunch of attention? When it's going to be official and looked at by the police, you're like, nah, I'm done. Bye. It's always suspicious in my mind when someone's going to avoid that. I don't know. And why are you recording it? As the press charges appear in court, takes years to resolve. Some just want to move on. Sure, maybe, but there's other questions. Like, why is it recorded? That I don't know. There don't. Do you guys remember when that happened to uh, Frost or Frosty or whatever his name is? She she yanked DMs because they were into that kind of thing, and she took a bunch of DMs out of context and made him look bad. Do you do you guys remember that? It's so easy to be into that kind of a thing, hit record on your phone, and it's going to sound one way. It certainly is going to sound one way. I don't know. That that immediately makes me question. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. It's got to be looked into officially before I'm going to conclude anything. I heard there was a court case he showed up to and she didn't, but I'm not 100% on that. Not just pretty famous pro... 
He's been on Jimmy Fallon as well. If you want to move on, you don't go public with it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you're going to bring all this heat and attention. Then you're like, well, I just wanted to destroy his career and not actually have to be asked any questions. Bye. Like, listen, I'm going to continue to say this. I said it yesterday on radio. If you want to make a public accusation in the attempt to hurt, ruin, or enact vengeance or revenge on somebody, you should have to go through a formal investigation. Always. You're, that's what you're signing up for. You don't just get to ruin someone's life with, with, a, with a twit longer. You, that, that, should be, that should be illegal. It's a cyber crime. <laughs> it is. It is cyber terrorism. Is what it is. Like, don't call it. Don't call it anything else. That's what it is. It's a cyber crime. And when you do it, you should immediately have to undergo an investigation, and you should immediately have to undergo discovery, because you should. You just should not be allowed to do that. The minute you pull that trigger, there should be all these things that happen. Because if not, look at what the frick happens to people. It's a. It's a freaking joke. You pull that trigger? You want to play this game? Sure. Let's look at all your DMs. Let's look at all your stuff then. I mean, come on. Why, right? We're, we're trying to get to the bottom of it, right? We're trying to get to the truth. I can sign on with that. Yeah, if you're going to leverage, if you're going to leverage a platform for that, bam, cool. Here's the, you got to submit to an investigation, an investigation now. We want to get to the bottom of it. Oh, you don't want to do that? Oh, well then why were you doing this then? Like I like I immediately gut checked that. I'm like, "No, no, no, no. No. That's that's not I have been in group therapy sessions with victims. I've been around victims. I'm a victim myself. That doesn't line up. People don't do that." A couple of people did because they were powerless, because they were beneath the thumb and the foot in the foot of powerful men, and they had no other choice. That's not what this is now. This is this is angry, angry, vengeful, lying girlfriends. More often than it's not, it's like there's no way to know which way's up. There's no way to know what's true. So you want to do this? Cool. You got to submit to an investigation. Oh, suddenly you don't want to do it now. That's interesting. Suddenly tweets disappear. Suddenly everybody's quiet and doesn't want to talk about it. Huh, that's interesting. Well, the damage is already done. That's convenient for you. Hundred percent it's accountability for your own actions on two separate levels. <laughs> Even with no hard evidence, he was banned for one year by riot in the competitive scene. Yeah, because we talked about that in the in the Will Smith episode. It becomes it become like the response is like, well, we have to. Like, what are we gonna do? We 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 have to we have to bow to the public because the public is how we make our money. Waylono says, "I just wanted to ruin his life, not answer questions. I'm out." The head bob just finishes it. Classic and perfect impression. A formal investigation should be the mandatory process, I agree. Otherwise, it's one-sided. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to submit to a formal investigation if something really bad happened? Wouldn't you want that to be known, proven, and then and then you, you would you would be exonerated instead of everybody... Like, everybody's like... Everybody always questions 
the claims like these poor people come forward and it, the validity is questioned yeah do you want to know why because people lie that's why investigations are super important have you have you ever watched a single crime drama in your life or an episode of 2020 or dateline have you ever watched a single instance of how these things play out super important <laughs> to not just take somebody's word for it Are you saying you condone the clubbing of baby seals? Why are you silent? (laughs) I don't see how it isn't slander or libel. It is. That's the other element of it, Sway. That's why it should be illegal, because you immediately create massive, permanent, undue, irreversible financial harm. And in the midst of that cyclone, they're supposed to go spend money to try to sue you. It's like, what the frick? It shouldn't be allowed. It's a cybercrime. Yeah, Lono, I feel like I should circle back on Will Smith's 10-year length. I don't know if one year uh, is enough, but certainly now agree 10 years is overkill. I think people are right. They'll dial it back once the heat cools down. I don't know. Imagine a Law and Order set, order order episode. He did it. Okay, show's over. Dun dun. <laughs> and then just Dick Wolf comes up. You know, executive producer Dick Wolf. Yeah. If Law and Order went like Twitter, exactly, that would be an amazing skit. Your Honor, <laughs> he he did all these terrible things. All right. Give him the electric chair. Dun dun. Executive producer Dick Wolf. Man, these episodes got really short. What happened? <laughs> I suppose I shouldn't have said I don't see how it doesn't get punished unless it's the cost in finding a lawyer to fight it. Yeah, you're talking minimum like quarter of a million dollars to take it all the way to dunk it. Who ha- who has that kind of cash line around? <laughs> like, well, my entire life got ruined. None of it's true. Oh, it's a good thing I have quarter of a million dollars laying here. I, I can take them to court. <laughs> And, and not get back even this amount. <laughs> I uh, get back a fraction. <laughs> That's the entire premise of the legal justice system. That's why it's adversarial and requires witnesses to be available in their statements, evidence, and credibility challenge. Yeah, it's exactly right. It, it, the, the whole thing's insane. It's, it's 2022, right? In two months, it'll be two years. Two years. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. That's fine. That kind of pain, that kind of suffering, that kind of, you know, psychological trauma, financial loss. That's okay. Like, come on. So the, the situation with, with, uh, with Sinatra, like, it's like submit to a formal investigation. This is my, this is my official statement and I'll be taking no more questions. Submit to a formal investigation or shut the frick up. That's my stance on it. That's my stance. You went through something terrible. I'm sorry. That sucks. You want to dunk on somebody, hurt them, ruin their life? Submit to a formal investigation or shut the frick up. No one wants to hear from you. You're ruining culture, society, and people's lives. So, that's my stance. (laughs) Alright. Let's go over to Reforge Radio and talk about this don't say bill. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go chop it up, chat. Let's go chop it up. You guys like talking about serious issues? You like talking about serious issues? Let's go talk about this. There's other states wanting to do what Florida did. What do we make of it? 
Okay, I did my best to research this as much as I could last night. I consorted with a bunch of websites about like child development, psychology, and everything else. There's a link in chat. Okay, here on Reforge Gaming, we stick to gaming. Over on Reforge Radio, we talk about politics, religion, culture, all kind of different things. So make sure you're subbed over there if you like those kind of conversations. Click the link in chat, and I'll see you over there.